Skate, skate, skate. It's skate, skate. That's right. Skate park. You know that roller skate and rap song. Skate, 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 skate. skate, skate. skate. <laughs> Couples backwards skate. <laughs> backwards. Oh. Turning oh. Alabama left. Alabama left here. Couples only. NASCAR left. One, Ooh. two, three. Boom, boom. Oh, yeah. All right. Winners take y'all. That's Nick Blackman, John Watkins. Ooh. I'm Kevin Kelly. Do we? Y'all. I've been gone. And while I've been months. gone, that's what it feels like to Mammoth. And, dude, you bought a CR250. This guy's going on an adventure ride tomorrow. Like, yeah. Stunt. We've been busy, man. We don't. The world don't quit spinning because you went to Mammoth. Just because no, you're in California. No, land. I'm saying we were all, y'all, we were all putting our yeah, uh, I bought fingerprints a, all over the world. Uh, turns out a 95 CR250. Oh, it wasn't a 96? It wasn't a 96. The guy told me, it was. he goes, man, it was a real early... 96, so it still says 95. <laughs> what a liar. Because Japan you know didn't know. <laughs> They're like, man, I don't know what, what year we put on it. The Japanese are just not good with numbers. No, like that. that's <laughs> not actually their thing. No, they just make up things like, man, I think we should still, we got more of these 95 plates. So it's a 95. Um, 95 CR250. Yep. It's got a 9.9 gallon tank on it, it looks <laughs> like. you go with an IMS? Yeah. Solid, I thought solid. it was a CR500 because I saw I did that too, tank that. and I'm like, that tank looks... Giant and hammer. it's got a like a FMF gold pipe, but it, it looks like it's it's got an extra four way inches out. of wrap. It might it. be a five hundred pipe. It doubles as a case. Yeah, saver. I just retrofitted this thing. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's still the bike though. It's still one of the and, best vintage. You know, bikes. he was very good about explaining to me that it was not for beginners. Oh yeah, thank oh, you. Let's talk like, about it multiple times. This thing got for, some power now. It's got Look, this ain't no beginner machine. No, son. it'll put you on your back. That's what he said. Johnny said it'll, it'll put you on. It will put you on your back because you know it's a two-stroke one with power bands, and I was multiple. Like, and when bands. they kick in, by God, you don't know what you're going, what it's going to do. We pulled up. My wife was like, "I'm not oh, getting out of the car." Your wife went with you on. <laughs> that. Well, you we were sent going. Somebody. Yeah, no, we were. I didn't see any. We were going to. Uh, this is even better. The yeah. lakes. We had some friends that wanted us to come to the lake, and it was and that. on the way. The just, yeah. Can you put that bike in the back of this boat? I know. Power <laughs> so, on power, man. It's yeah. boat motor. But he made me promise that I ever come back out that way that we were going to go riding together. He still has Seriously? A, a 15, 250. And I said, well, what, you, know, you know, you like, always ask, what, what? what do you ride? Well, my Uncle Tom's house mostly. And I was like, all right, cool. We got so, pasture over here. Yeah. He said oh, he kind of cut of it on the power line. It's more like a fire break, but it's got to jump in it. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to come try it out. Wow. Like you'd be done in 8.4 seconds of everything he's got to ride. Right. Yeah. Well, that it was is. cool. It was cool. Yeah, so I've already got a, a regular non-barrel tank. Coming. Oh, way. It's, 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 non it came in today. Tank. Yeah. You just took it off the KX-125? Stuck yeah. It on there. I no, better not. I haven't put the... Uh, that. We're not robbing parts. Doing right now. I haven't <laughs> removed all the uh, spoke covers yet. I saw that. Oh, I didn't are, notice that. Oh, they're greener. Yeah. They're green. There's $500 worth of... Spoke covers. Five hundred dollars worth of labor for sure. Is it, is it green or am I? Am I no, they're red. they're red. Okay, they're red. Okay. They're I'm red. like, dude, do it right if you're gonna put spoke because it has covers on there. It's got a set of aftermarket wheels on it that are kind of red. Did it come with lever skins? Because if it don't, we can get no. Them. But it's the boys got, at yeah, lever skins gonna step up. They're willing to drop ship. Well, let me tell we you, got plenty. That's when they're hot, so we got tons of them in stock. He's man. like, you know, I've laid it down a couple times. Oh no, no, I can tell. And, you know, the fenders are creased, and it, it's but you can tell it's got that pink bend, that light. Yeah, and so. 
Also, the handlebars, talking about the levers and the handlebars. Levers are fine. I don't know, have any idea what brand they are, but the handlebars they have the death ends are on literally Chinese stars. They're nowhere near as wide as the handlebars on the 50s you have. The handlebars as oh, wide as the forks. They're, oh, they're, like, they're off like a DS80 or something. Or you yeah. could just hold the fork tubes <laughs> and ride. Yeah, it's it's about like on the fork tubes. The handlebars are about as wide as my chest. Are you serious? Real, like a straight up. 50. Yeah, like got a cobra very 50. broad chest. <laughs> like there would be you ain't that big, son. There, there would be no like no high speed wobble because if it if there was every one head shake is one time. It's one. If it's it not shakes the, once. It's over. Not the what was that step Mike, over? Where was it? What was it? Uh, Mike Byer, not Mike Byer, but some Suzuki rider on one of those American sports cavalcades, the okay. Honda race out in Carlsbad. That dude took off and. They went back and showed them so many swaps. I guarantee you there's somebody who, oh, no, it was this guy. Might Might have been Mickey Diamond. Might have been a Honda rider, but there is a. Mickey, I don't know. Well, did he ride before that? Didn't he ride like some open bike Husky or something? He rode like a Kajiva or something. Yeah, he had some open bike. It might have been a Husky. You might be right. Before he he was on like a 500 Husky, and then they're like, hey. You'd be a great 125 rider. That's the way John Dow did his deal. It is. He'd be on a KX He was on a 500, and then they said, all right, we're going to put you on a Yamaha 250 and put you in there with the boys. And yeah. then, and then he we're going to run down to the 125 class on the East Coast, let you win that. Yeah. yeah. What a bizarre Could you imagine way. how terrible it would be to go from the 500 to this 125 and just shift gears 17 times? I think when they're handing you that check, you don't give it a god dang, right? Just yeah. go for it, Just right? do it, son. <laughs> well, tonight or today, whatever, uh, we've got Ezra Lusk on if he's – Road by biking right past yeah, us because he's he going to pedal up the driveway any second. We're just waiting on him. We're going to kidnap him when he goes yeah. by. He's easy to handle. A guy in spandex your cannot, dog on him. He man. won't, y'all. He'd pull that little spandex that. little outfit of his right off. <laughs> Naked ass as right did, It's fine about the spandex. I just don't know why he has to carry a banana while he rides. In the like, front. Is this really in the, the front? Yeah, in the front. You like, get hungry. If, <laughs> but it fits perfectly. Think of the curvature, curvature the, the of it. Of the banana and where he puts it in the front, it it's only like, makes it's sense. almost like it's made for that. Yeah, yeah. but then it kind of if you mash it a little bit and get it all squished up for about <laughs> three hours, I used to always carry it up. in the back, and people looked even worse. Like, whoa, is that guy a tail? Hey, back there. you carry the banana in the front, women smile at you. You carry it in the back, and it's like you got <laughs> leprosy. Dudes throw stuff at you. It's gross, man. So Ezra Lusk on Nick bought a CR two fifty. You're going to where? Utah, uh, Colorado, over to Utah. So we'll. My boys are flying into Denver, and I pick them up at Is the airport. Still, we still call everybody our boys? My boys. Well, I don't know what to call them, man. My buddies. I start naming names. They're your boys. Like, Who are we? Y'all are better. Y'all are one step above that. Okay. Whatever that is, y'all are better. My dogs. We're boys with a Z. Y'all are dogs. Yes. Those, yeah, are, y'all are, my those dogs. are the S. Okay. But yeah. Big Denver, adventure ride. Thousand miles. Who's driving? Road. Who's doing all the driving? I'm, you I'm driving out. That's Dude, you want to talk about messed up. So I've had this trip planned for a year. No... Got with the family. Let's look at the calendar. Let's really plan this. With so, your family, not yeah, your boys. Yeah, my family. Then I put it out to them. How about this week? That works for us, too. So it's been on the calendar for a year. Well, Ava makes, my daughter makes homecoming court. Oh, my God. So I'm. everybody's already bought plane tickets. We're riding. So I'm going to get to ride Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then I got to fly home. <laughs> I got to go four hours this week? down the yeah. Well, no, no. This week is just driving out there, dude. If you want me so, to escort her across the field, I will. Escorting got, her in, think, in lieu of her notice. father. <laughs> I've, I've no, got, just tell her you're me. I've just got say, a, hey, man, I've been working out. I've got a tux. <laughs> I got taller. <laughs> I've got a tux and everything. I'll just oh, show you got up. a tux. See, and that would be dude, your nice. dad is phenomenal. Yeah. Looking. <laughs> it looks nothing <laughs> like guy. you, man. Jeez, I'm surprised so you didn't fly, have more black hair. So next Friday you're flying back home. Yeah. So I so I first Thursday evening I got to peel out of this trail. 
Go up to Grand Junction. And you're going to leave your bike Colorado. at the airport? No, thank goodness. Just carry on. Four hours down the I-70 <laughs> on, the, right. on a Husky 701. Rolling down, down, down the aisle. <laughs> These bikes are not carry on. Husqvarna no. 701. That's Sir, that is not going to fit in the overhead. Yes, it's put it long ways, dude. Turn it long ways. I can't pick it up. Dude, they anyway. charge you a fortune on Spirit too. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, five thousand. They charge you a god awful amount for a bag. Eighty bucks. Eighty bucks, and that's not a husky. That's just no. a bag. So you may as well buy a plane. Yeah. So, a uh, guy that that's I what they raised, pay their pilot for uh, each flight. <laughs> back in the BMX days, Ryan Dodd. Yeah, yeah. And his little brothers, Travis Dodd. Well, I was out of options because I'm like calling dealerships out there. Can I leave my motorcycle at your dealership for four days? They won't do that. They go, we don't, they're just like, we don't have room. We don't have anything. You can't park your truck here. They all said the same thing. So I, that must be a thing. Huh? Yeah. So I call this Ryan's, is in where Colorado. Yeah. Denver. So I call Ryan Dodd's little brother, Travis, and man, I haven't talked to him in 25 years. I'm like, Travis, Hey, this is Johnny he goes, what's up? Immediately. Let's get, get right to it. I need something from you. I said, so I need to park my bike in your garage for four days. I need to park my truck in your driveway for two days. He goes, man, whatever you need. I'll text you the garage code right now. Boom, that's it. And so that, you know. Can you it, send us that too? It's funny how it is. You know, guys you grew up racing with, it don't matter if it's BMX, motocross. Yeah. You really do have a bond. You know, it is. is. It. Like it was, I'll talk to somebody sometimes. Well, it, sometimes it can even be somebody you didn't. Really, even Travis know that was way. way younger than me. Absolutely, you could just be at a race and well, I remember you from Loretta Lynn's. The next thing you know, I mean, if you knew anything, and you you've sort of got yeah. like, that's, that that's like the pre-check. Like this dude didn't. You are vetted already. Yes, you're vetted. That's right. Yeah, correct. So I, Travis I, just opened. He's like, "Here's my garage code. Just whatever. I'll, I'll right. be. At, I'll have my kids at some practice. So just hit the code, park the bike, leave the spend truck. the night if you want, whatever." And I'm just like, "Dude, that's incredible. That's awesome. You know." So that was pretty nice. And then, crazy enough. um, I'm talking to Travis and Ryan, and you know how things, you know your phone's listening to you, right? Yeah. So VRBO in uh, Denver? No, <laughs> none of that. But when I'm talking about BMX and all this stuff, and then up pops this guy that I used to race down in Florida. Come on. In and your Facebook, in you, the might, Facebook you might know yeah. him. But then an, an hour later, he messages me and says he's heard this podcast. His name's Danny Roberts. And oh, Danny, was, Danny was always a little better than me in the BMX world. But I always kind of respected him because he had really good style and he was powerful. You know, he, he had a lot of strength on the bike. and Good kisser. Yeah. He's, always. Nick, Nick yeah. always goes to good kisser. <laughs> Nick, Nick, that's what, you know, that's, that's, what that's my. It. That's how I gauge people. That's Everybody has their things. See, I thought Danny's got a cool riding style. Nick's like, I he's a great he kiss French kiss. kisser. <laughs> yeah. I like French. That's my favorite. So I actually you know, texted back and forth with Danny some this week. And Look we, at that. And I had a bunch of pictures of me and him. You know, yeah. we'd made the cover of some some little Rolling racing Stone. periodical. <laughs> Rolling Stone. Yeah, just some little we thing. We made, you know, some, some um, man of rock year. and roll periodical yeah, named Rolling sexiest Stone. Sexiest man alive. <laughs> wow. And so he, he showed me pictures he had with me in it, and I'm always like 500 feet behind him, you know. But it was cool. I mean, it's like kind of forget the BMI. I, I focus so much on <laughs> so, Hold on. Did he make a cover and you were like an extra in and the no, background? I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it might have been like the ABA see, or NBL. There's like a little thumbnail in the background. John's like, that's me. No, no. I'm pretty, pretty sure you that was You see that me. yellow blob? That's me. <laughs> that's my elbow. No, man. I'm actually half a bike length in that picture. Okay. But the up. rest of the time, he's always <laughs> way ahead of me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but no, a super cool guy. And, you know, it's like you just kind of, all that stuff's there. And when you cross paths with the people, you're just like, man, this is part of why we love this sport. And absolutely BMX motocross. It's all the same. It's like a little bit of a brotherhood. 
and you just kind of forget that until you cross paths with somebody from the old days, you know? Man, and I can't say this enough. For me, riding was riding was 20% of the fun. Like It is amazing to do it, but yeah. the camaraderie, and I, that sounds so cheesy, but, dude, that's why, this, that's why this show even exists is because I love to BS and talk about dirt bikes. All the stories and, uh, the same of people just that hanging I like. out. Well, oh, you know, and even like going like us, I know it was like, Jokey going riding those XRs and stuff, but and it was serious. But dude, just oh being well, being in the environment, the racing environment, talking to people, it just makes it so much more. Oh, I mean, there is the nothing best. like it. And uh, early crisp morning. Yep. I mean, to me, two stroke exhaust. <laughs> a, Georgia, a Georgia State Series race in about 1996. Yeah. After you after you spent nine hours mailing flyers out and folding them bitches and getting them out there, and then they. You see the fruits of your labor, and like, oh, okay. So I guess the flyers got everybody. Did you always handle that? Always, for, I designed um, them. Yeah, yeah, for the whole series. I would sit. I, I think I've told you all the story how I would do it, but finally, my buddy Brian <laughs> old Johnson, school style, right? Well, like, this is about '95. We went and spent a thousand dollars on a laser printer at my house, and then we had Brian Johnson. We bought Corel Draw, and he and I would just sit there. He'd learn how to do it at my house. Yeah, I'm like, dude, we got to do this, got to do that. And we'd spend I always get mixed up. Brian print. Johnson, your buddy, or Brian the Johnson, lead the Beach singer, Boys guy? No, the lead no. singer of ACDC. Oh, that that's my yeah. He's got Brian. missing a bunch of vocal cord chunks. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he's really good on a computer too. But <laughs> Brian was our main dude at DMXS. Like he helped us start do our website, helped me do my motocross gear, all this dumb stuff that we did. But um. He lives about a mile from me. I lives literally about a mile. Crosses path. All, yeah, rides yeah. mountain. We used to ride mountain bikes in your backyard over there. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, designing flyers and then showing up at the track and it's cold and you've been working all week. Like took took several days off from our regular jobs to get yeah. the place dialed in. I put nine. I don't know why we. Used to, I used to get so off on we'd we'd buy pennants. I'm talking oh. about two thousand feet of pennants. I'd go to Melvin S. Ruse on Fulton Industrial. They sold pennants, pennants to car lots. They are still in business right now. They would do wow. them the little triangle. Yeah, yeah. Hey, big sale today. Triangle flags yes. on the clear and, red. And yep. I would do. I would put a thousand, two thousand feet in things. We buy them and we had to roll them up all nice. I say, you ain't gonna put do them nice, and I'll do it yeah. myself. I roll these things up because we use them every race. Oh, and you would take them down every. Oh, race? absolutely. Pull things the, you don't the, think of. Pull the banner you, stakes, all that junk. We'd you have ever to go got home. it in your head? Like I need to own a motocross track. It'll be cool. Putting up and taking down all the banners, 2, all the pennants, feet of pennants, two thousand at least two thousand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At, at least because I would get free ones from Honda, Suzuki. I'd ask everybody I could, and I just thought it looked dope because that was yeah, it does, and it looked cool. And then Kyle would spend all the extra it's time like doing the sides track. of the track, exactly doing the side. That's where I got my starting into dirt bikes or whatever. I used to steal all my dad's ribbon for <laughs> ball ground. Are you serious? And I would go and uh, we had a place in uh, our right in the back of our neighborhood, a little um, in, they call the Indian burial trails. And we, I would banner the shit out of that up. And my dad would be like, I have to have that. It is Sunday. <laughs> yes. They're not open, you idiot. Why are you using up? Um, I would double, I would triple and double layer. I'd do like a row at your head yeah. of, of just ribbon. And then another one like this. So you just come around, turn, there's ribbon all over the damn place. That's Stupid cool. as hell. But yeah, but you you were going I was like 11 into that stuff. Right. I would draw tracks on, you know, I did all that dumb stuff. That's part of the thing, though. Like, you create, you knew what it looked like in your head, so you drew it on paper as a kid, and then all of a sudden you're out there. I got some ribbon. I can do my own Sweating your tail stuff. off with a stapler. or what, What'd you put it up with, a stapler? Oh, you'd wrap it around just ribbon? Oh, just, yeah. no, no, I'm talking about the pennants. Oh, the pennants you would buy, um, uh, like, uh, what do they call them? Surveyor stakes from Home Depot. Oh, okay. And then nail those the bundles up, and then just tie them and tie go. them around and keep yeah. rolling. And then you can by God that you, you don't end it with ten foot of ribbon. You end it no, with about a two foot. You got a triangle, then end it with a stake. Yeah. You don't have these long gaps in this rope. Like it's just stupid. Yeah, no. But yeah, but just think how close you were. Like you were four, three, four years where you could have just ridden over to the egg farm road and said, "Hey, man, 
Y'all want to ride a real track? You can come over to Indian Barrels. I've got it all ribboned off. Almost, yeah. Well, they were on dirt had, bikes. I was on bicycles. The, had, Indian Barrel Trails are a little BMX track, but you could add Ricky Johnson and everybody over They there. were miles away from us, but so I just got yeah. back from Mammoth Hut, and I did want to chat just a little bit about that. Um, watching Jeremy McGrath again at age fifty-two, uh, he's dropped down to the forty class, and he raced to one twenty-five in the fire and oh, uh, fire and smoke class. Didn't win. He would get like not so great starts because dudes ride five hundred in that bad boy, and he was on a one twenty five. That oh, there were it was everything. Mixed, just so, yeah, yeah, two strokes. Hill one twenty five at altitude. At, yes. Up a hill, <laughs> up a hill, like, <laughs> big long hill. Everything too. that's against the one twenty five. <laughs> but he rode the wheels off that. That was fun to watch him rip on that. But the, his racing, he dropped down to ride the forty class, and I think his name was Tyson Taylor. Was his name the guy that harassed him oh, yeah. the entire moto? In fact, to hear MC, he's so crafty. He let he goes. It was three laps to go. He goes, I knew I could not go this speed all the way to the end. He said that on the podium. So I slowed down, relaxed, and I got ready to fight him off for one lap. So he slows down during the race, lets the guy catch him, race and then he goes, I've got one lap, and I can hold him off for a lap, and that's how he did it. I was oh, like, that's get amazing. out of here, dude. Yeah, because in, in my world, you let somebody go. It's over no, they forever. Pa- correct. You never see him again. Or if, you, if they catch you, they're oh, I got this, dude. Yeah, right. No, nah, dude, he was. It's pretty cool that he can just – Find those channels. Just drop in behind and, the and guy. It has that kind of racecraft now, thinking at that point. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, and just to regroup and then just let save up a little energy and then drill the dude at the end. Because <laughs> for one lap, he he's him, probably like, faster than anybody. Yes, he can even, throw down a lap. Yeah. But uh, And it made me think about this Mike Brown stuff. I'm like, if there's anybody that can beat Mike Brown that's about his age, like, if you gave MC, it ha- he'd have to really get down. And he'd go, have to get out and, get, and he'd have to get some gate drops is what he said. He goes, I haven't had a gate drop since – Last year, since Mammoth, maybe that's. I, I'm, he goes, I, I get no gate drops, uh, so he goes. I, I could tell that his first start was a little bit off, and then he was yeah. then ripping he whole shots getting after dialed, that. Yeah, and it's different. It's a concrete start, so that's a one of the more unique features. Still about sweeping, and then what did he ride in the forty class? Four fifty. Yeah, okay. the full blown deal there. And so. they didn't break out the five hundred from the years past. Uh-uh. There was a couple of years he had yeah, a five hundred. Maxis that Maxis five hundred. Yeah, ripped that, through the woods there. Pretty sweet to watch. Yeah, the vet weekend, man. I, they uh, so we did it in September this year versus June, so we're ten or two months yeah. further down the line. So when I left, it was snowing on the mountain, thirty-one degrees, and it rained on us the last two days. It was windy. I mean, easy up city. Oh, wow. we call them treesy ups, man. Them things were flying <laughs> everywhere. Treesy ups, and some people just took their their junk down the vendors and all that. But um, it rained wow. on the last second to the last day. It rained light drizzle rain off and on. Every fifteen minutes, did it keep the track perfect? Or it did, did it for get most. Bad? No, for the for, for the first half, yes. Then it got for real, but it wasn't like Loretta's mud. It would yeah, not. No, no. It didn't stick, but it was muddy as shit. Yeah, well, June, we, we should be safe next year in June. I hope. I have no idea, Nick. I can't be going that far out. I'm just reiterating weather. the fact that we're going next year. Yes, keep saying that. I, I do want to go. I can go. I mean, Dude, you know, I'll, I'll drive we'll, to California. It ain't nothing for me to. We'll do a show out there for. We'll drive for back sure. the same day. No. We'll go there, do motos, and go straight no, back. No, I'll take a week to get there, and then I'll, a week to hang out and race, and then maybe two weeks. Bring the family home. back in like yeah. you did last time. That was great. That was one of the best vacations I've ever had. Yeah, Hands we're down. definitely going next year. All right. Well, that's Make- fine. I just need to actually get ready this time. <laughs> last time, I'm like, man, I got bronchitis. I'm up here late on the couch for 10 days. <laughs> and then you get altitude. I felt like I had a concrete block laying on my chest the whole week. Yeah, it's hard to get See any bears? Uh, Don saw ones. Don saw bears. We saw a bunch of deer, just ginormous ass deer, fox, 
Did the dude have the tiny chainsaw carving the two inch bear for the guy in twenty seven? Yeah. <laughs> no, they get the same size bear. And there's a few guys like, I'm man, kidding. this bear is small as shit. <laughs> and they told Myron that as Trevor Stewart said that in the pro class. He goes, Man, this bear is small as shit. He goes, Well, get faster. I'm like, shut yes, up. exactly. Because <laughs> like second because I got second place. I got the same dumbass bear as this ninth place guy. I mean, what do you do if you flew into Mammoth and they get you the full size bear like you bring out bitch home, baby? You throw in like half of a tree trunk <laughs> yeah. on your chest. Weighs two hundred and seventy seven pounds. <laughs> Yeah, it's half of a grizzly, right? Yeah. yeah. Sticking out the sunroof on your rental car all the way back. Riding back. All the way back to LA. To the top up. So where did, where did you stay? Were you near the track? or? Yeah, we were in a uh, condo in Juniper Springs, which is I don't know where two that one's miles. at. Okay, what happens to all the condos on the mountain? Do they, still, do they rent all those? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can, I, we're on the mountain. Okay. I mean, it's just, we're, I'm the village, there's obviously the village where you can get condos there, and then they got live music, all the restaurants, and then there's a lift that takes you right to the top of the mountain. And Juniper Springs is a big condo resort, and we have a lift, a smaller lift that can get you there too. But it's just okay. a gondola, whatever. I went, yeah. Last time I was there, we stayed in a. Uh, we drove up from LA to go ski, and it was in July. We were going snow skiing, and obviously, pretty cool. It's <laughs> yeah, COVID, it's, it's really, an option. I mean, it was, and we stayed in a like a condo. You, you may know where I'm talking about, like where the main one of the main lifts are is right there on the right. And this place was. Old, like it, it reminded me of like hot tub time machine. Like, like yeah, that. Big, I thought you were gonna resort. say it reminded you of like snowshoe or something. No, it was, there's some old, yeah, there's some old there. stuff in snowshoe too. Yeah, but yeah, it was. I was like, this is like hot tub time machine. This year was pretty oh, there's cool. Some, yeah, there's some dope old ones, new ones. You did the bowling tournament, yep. all that. My stuff. buddy Ryan Cunha, um, dude, he's just he's from he owns that company, AmeriCorps SMX, which is they make scooters. That's just a side project because he does. Yeah. Like CO2 and pipe work for hospitals and industrial oh, wow. manufacturing, Budweiser, so big time. He just bought a $500,000 uh, water jet mm. five-axis machine. He was telling me all about it. But so we can get him to make XR250 parts. He can make anything yeah. you want, yeah, for sure. But he does that out of his, the goodness of his heart. Like He goes there and probably drops twenty grand. Mm. I know his bar tab. He had $2,500 in drink tickets. And then the one, so oh, it's our, just a – he, he just pays just to rent the, rent the, the bowling alley, pay yeah. for all the food, the beer – and then, you know, That's Mitch Payton's sweet. over there bowling with all his guys, and we're giving away motorcycles and snowboards and goggles. I mean, they gave away so much stuff. Me and Don were doing it. Yep, my yeah. wife's handing out T-shirts. She works for, helps, helps Ryan out, and his whole family's there. Oh, That's cool. His kids race. Like, Dylan is, uh, like, an A-slash-pro rider about to dabble in yeah. some pro stuff, but... Just, just one of my favorite dudes. One awesome thing guy. that's cool about the town of Mammoth is it's on some trail that's, like, from Mexico to Canada, like the Appalachian Trail we have on the East Coast. Something's a Sierra. And there's, yeah, I can't remember the name of the trail, but there's just all these hikers. So coming, many through hikers. They kind of walk through there, and they you're like, what are these people with all these backpacks? I got know? on a plane out of Mammoth, one of the only times I've ever flown out of Mammoth, and these dudes walked across the runway through the dirt with their packs on. I'm like... These dudes, a stunk like <laughs> shit. They've been on the they've been on the trail for I think two months. Oh, you're saying they got on your plane? They got on my plane. Oh no! And we flew all the way to LA, and they're actually really cool dudes. Of they course. took off two months of work to go do this hiking, and there's so much to see. Like I took Ryan Cooney, who's been there a million times. I'm like, dude, well, have you ever messed around here? I've never seen anything here. I've raced here a million times. I live seven hours from here, and that's it. And dude, we went to June Lake, which is that's rem- beautiful. June Lake is amazing. Yeah. The, and then, and if you go all the way around the road that circles the whole June four Lake, lakes, it's gorgeous. I love looking at these little villas. Like there'll there'll be a little house, and it'll have like a fishing boat. It just it has a feel, man. I, all those um, Deodor cedars or you know yes. these fir trees and all these odd things that we don't have on the East Coast. Nothing. 
it's like so picturesque. Every, every single one every of them. time you make a turn, you're like, oh my, I gotta take a picture yeah. of this. It's like it's gorgeous. <laughs> right. And you're this good. tree is you take for granted. Like, look at these little scrawny ass pine yeah. trees. What are they? Eighteen inches in diameter. We don't. We don't even think that's like a normal tree around here. Oh yeah, those. But them dudes out there, like a an average tree out there is three feet thick and yeah. it's probably two hundred years and old. It's and it's two hundred feet tall. And the barks, literally, I was telling Christina as we were walking, I said, "See that bark? It's as big as a skateboard. Like yeah. one piece one of bark. One piece just, of bark is yeah. yeah nuts, man. So we yeah. need to harvest that. and start <clears> Every time I go to California, too. like go out in the woods, you go somewhere to some park or like Yosemite or somewhere. Yes, I'm thinking. Like, like I, you're like, oh, I got to, like you said, I got to take a picture of that. I got to take a picture yeah. of that. Take a picture of that. Dude, if you, if it was back in the day when you used film, you, it cost oh, you fucking thousands of dollars. Never to, afford it. Yeah. And then when you get through, you got 10 million pictures and you're like, what am I going to do? Why did I picture? take all these stupid <laughs> pictures? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You but it is beautiful. It's just because it's breathtaking when you see it. You know what I mean? Like you're just not used to it. So different. Than you ever get in the water there at June Lake? No, it's freaking it's cold. cold. And that water comes straight off of that it's mountain. The, it's just it's snow, melt. snow melt. You can drink yeah. that water. It's the clearest. looks like the Gulf or the Kids were just out Bahamas. there in short sleeve, like bathing suits. No problem. They just hop in. I'm like, how you do dang, that. Dang, son, that you is cold. You know how kids are, though. They're like shivering purple water, lips. Water, right? water. They'll be down at Panama City in June, or excuse me, January. And they're yeah. like, get in that We got to get in the ocean. No, we're here. Too. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. No. You're cyanatic, bro. Your lips are purple. You're going to go into shock or whatever, but. Yeah, that race is epic, and I, man, I try to tell people, and I know you've seen it, Kyle's seen it. I was, I was like, man, you have, have to come try this once, and just to yeah. see it. Bring your family; it's worth all the money. I it's mean, the most picturesque moto vacation there is. It's and it's unbelievable. so unique because they they'll get you in and done by four o'clock. You can still go ride bikes and take the gondola up, have cool places to eat dinner, and dick around to go to Yosemite on your day off. We did do that and cross those mountain passes oh. that are just a, the skinniest road, switchback, switchback, and then. Thousand foot drop off on each side, come through the top of the mountain, and you're just now you're now you're at you think you've seen 14,000 feet. Half per dome second. is forty miles that way. Yeah, half dome will, will be twenty miles when you come to that one to the left hand. You can, if you could just drive to it, it'd, it'd, be, it'd a be a right twenty there. minute drive. But it's three almost three hours to get to it from that because of the zigzag, zigzag, yeah, yep. forth, yeah. And it's worth every nook and cranny. Did we were still, uh, in San Jose, and we went to <clears throat> we. Went over to Yosemite, and the guy that was we had rented a Tahoe or something, and the guy that was driving it was his rental car. He drove us from San Jose to Yosemite, and when we got close to those roads you're talking about, he was from there. Like he lived there for a couple years when he was like 18. Yeah, dude, I've never been so scared in a car in my life. Was he going fast? Oh, and like like the son of a gun had no brakes. <laughs> oh. I mean, he was flying. I was sitting in the front seat, just like, "Holy God, All right, be cool, be cool." I don't mean, he you was. don't want to die either. That's no. always how I cope with this. I just situation. got divorced. I don't. I don't give a shit. He's just no, talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, these roads are kind of weird," and he's just over there talking. And I'm like, "Oh my God, these roads are kind of weird." No, you're weird. No, I tell Slow you, it's weird. Is my butt cheeks clenching the yeah, seat cover? Right? Yeah. What do they still have the uh, at Mammoth? The little shovel crew that comes out and fixes the nasty bumps. Like when I was there, they had a 20 man crew. And when a section would get messed up, they wouldn't bring a tractor out there. These that dudes might, would come out there. Yeah, there's, you're right. They only had one big wheel loader and a skid yeah. steer. The skid steer would address. They'd probably do the that start once a day. Across the start. And then that was it, dude. They didn't touch it. So you might be right. I, I don't see all those dudes because where I'm at, I can't see everything. Yeah, you can't see the whole thing. But they have a ginormous crew. There's of all these dudes guys. just leaning on shovels, look like a DOT crew, you know, but. When it was their time, pop, they pop, ran pop, out pop. there and they would fix. If there was it's a like gnarly, grounds crew at a Braves game, yeah, kind of like that. They had to hurry. <laughs> but if it's if there if there was a rut or a hole that just kept taking riders down, 
They'll fix they it. would send the shovel guys, and they would fix the I just pictured a shovel. bunch of guys like a cartoon, like the cartoon miner with a pickaxe. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, start playing Big the music crew. real fast. Bitching, bitching event, try it. I can't wait for you to you to do it. I can't wait for all of us to be out there. It'd be fun, yeah. And it could be out. a good vacation. I didn't get to see you very much. I think I just in It's passing. just because I had my family, yeah. and we stayed. They don't like We Kevin. did this. We did because I had racing. my family, I didn't like Kevin very yeah, much. Yeah, that's the operative word. No, I did you. my racing, you. and then I left. And we were, we were you at June wanna... Lake. I had bicycles. I had a dual sport bikes. Like That's what I tried to do for Christina. I'm like, I know you don't want to hang out. Like I, When we're done, I try to get out of there, and we can go have yeah. dinner and get back to whatever so that we're not just. There's some restaurants on that June Lake loop oh, dude. that were like, just like some hunting lodge, you know, just yep, bed and breakfast place, man. There's a Hawaiian uh, street taco place that on our off day, we, little D was there from FMF. He goes, Oh, you know about this? I said, Yeah, the the mammoth people are the ones that told me you got to go here. Yeah. Go to, you know, they have live music, June Lake Brewing Company. Yeah, company, I went whatever. there. Yeah. I, stay, I stayed there. The, we were camping right near there, so I would walk over there. Oh, awesome. And I'd spend the evenings right there. So, bitching. This guy comes up to me at the gas station and he, he said, Georgia, you know, he sees my tag. And, and I said, yeah. He go, he whips out this piece of paper and makes a list. And it's all gas stations. He goes, you have to eat at these gas the stations. The Woe Nelly Deli. <laughs> Is that something? Yes. That's a thing? It's a, ga- it's a gas station at the entrance point. of Yosemite. They have live music there. Yeah. Like, it's it's a Chevron gas station that is blown up into this amazing restaurant that you can look out and see Mono Lake across mm. the street where you turn in the, you can go up to Yosemite. Yeah. But it's a thing. Woe Nelly Deli, and it's Awesome. Well, he he just had this list. He goes, "This is the best food you will eat in this entire area." But it's not a gas station like you think. No, of it's here. a legit. There's restaurant. just not as much stuff. So a gas station has to have All more yes. options. Like a damn stuff. general store. Yeah, everything. Like a everything. general store for real. So yeah, do it. If you try to plan while uh, right now, make your plans to get there because it's. So is McGrath? McGrath was like obviously the top dog there as far as on the vet weekend. He was uh, awesome. Um, and then, of course, uh, Cole, Mar- Cole Martinez. No, he wasn't there this year. He came the year I was yeah. there. Um, Troy Lee raced. Cole Martinez cool. was the guy. He rides for SLR Honda. He won Loretta's mm-hmm. two years ago, won the Pro Sport Class and plus 30. And he is absolutely a, a ridiculous yeah. up there. He rides that place good. Eric Swan was there. Swanee won Loretta's about three or four years ago. Smoked weed on the podium this year. It says, I li- his, he looks like Snoop Dogg. God, dude. And I'll, I've got a video i got to finish up, but it's uh, and it's just I started his feet and I just go up. He looks identical to Snoop Dogg. It says, uh, I love doobies. And he has the biggest uh, Cheech and Chong doobie on the podium as we're giving out awards. That is unbelievable. True, true These are things that just don't happen no, they, at normal motocross races. And then you go out there and, I mean – they're probably nobody was freaking out or nothing. It's no, just, they loved it. It's, it's legal, like, so yeah, it's just it's like, like drinking that's a beer. That's what I guess. we do, man. What are you talking about, dog? Yeah, so they're uh, here's the here's the video. These th- these people can't see it, but I, I love Doobie. Doobie. See, my like that Dogg. guy looks just like Snoop Dogg, Look, man. My oh, man, tell me he, he don't looks want. just like him. So a white Snoop Dogg. Watch this. I love Doobies, but yeah, there that he is. is awesome. There he is, right there. <laughs> he looks like Snoop Dogg, and what's the guy from Cypress Hill had a kid? <laughs> Yeah. Insane in the membrane. Just <laughs> like that guy, for real. Mm. Got no brain. Yeah, no. That's so you do the vet weekend, as you well know, and then we move and move those guys out. Three days of vets uh, practice, race, race, yep. and then on Monday we do the rock and bowl. Minis come in, they practice. We do rock and bowl that night, and then we have two days of minis. Man. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, minis are gone. Pros ABC come in. Yep. And then they race Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, so I like, went to both weekends, and during the week we went to oh, San Francisco. Oh no shit! 
You know, we I didn't. didn't I didn't come at all during the week. That's why you didn't see me. Yeah. We left the camper. I went to Hollywood. I went. I, I went down PCH one. <laughs> Hollywood is garbage. Isn't yeah, it, it is. Especially in a Chevrolet Dually. That place is made for a Prius. Only, yes, sir. Dude. I'm coming out through there, and these people are pissed. And yes, just, leave burning all the fossil fuels, you asshole. <laughs> they're so mad. Did you roll coal on them, some bitches, dude? No. You'd have done that. You'd have. I didn't do any of that. I just no, parked, wanted... man. And I'm just because like... your kids had to see it. My kids, we, they do. We want to go to Hollywood. Check it out. By the time we couldn't, we were there like. He this place is terrible. It is awful. We went to the Hollywood sign. I mean, I did every touristy. Yep, yep. There was a show back in the 80s called Full House. Yep. Well, yep. I got a daughter. She loves Full House. Did you go find the house? So we had to go to the house. And then there's the the park that's across the street from the house. And a lot of the opening credits are filmed there. And so I find that I dropped them off. Traffic's just insane. So I, I no, let them what off. what are you talking about? I know. I, on I couldn't believe it. But they go and they're checking the house out. So I lo- loop the block. And by the time I come back, I got the... Full house theme, just yes. blaring wide open out of the truck. <laughs> like, so dumb. But my little girl, she still talks about it. So awesome. Must have been a big deal. You know. That pro- probably is one of the more epic trips. My kids have all agreed that's probably the best vacation they've ever went on to. And For real. We just packed it. We had six of us and in our condo. And You did mountain bikes this year or no? You, nothing. La- the other years, you were we like rode. 38, 40 we miles. We did 34 on miles on an e-bike. All, the whole family did. Like yeah, we, all of us got on them, and Gabby went straight off the couch to doing 34 miles, which is no big deal. Does on that bike? You know, you're at elevation, so mm-hmm. do you feel that the next day when you're no. announcing or uh-huh. working or whatever? You feel no. Fine? Me and Christina went and walked. We we did Rainbow Falls. That was like six mile a six mile hike. You go down and back up or whatever. She, yeah, she loves to do all that crap. So yeah, the so, elevation does get you a little bit. Like just you have to. I have to be more diligent and breathing deeper and like letting the thinking about like it, actually uh, yeah, taking air short shallow breaths aren't going to work there so no, it'll you gotta drink you. a shit ton of water i know that yeah oh yeah Lots the whole place is dried out your lips are it's the chap lip You'll capital of the nose mother at the end of the week yes. you're like why is my nose bleeding bleeding for yeah. no reason dried Awful. out dude we were doing nasal spray which is key now we got it dialed in nasal spray in the morning and at night run the humidifier all night long <laughs> and then like we were bobbing for apples with just chapstick me and don would just french kiss each other's lips up on that thing just you and don well, if he my, had more, yeah, I take it away. You're from like, him. dude, I need some yes. of that, and then he's like, well, the only way to get it is to come over here and take some of it off my lips. Take some off of these lips. Good stuff, man. I got to work with Don and Gary. Does down at the podium, so it's just it's like a, a reunion every year when you get to yeah. see your buddies, and it's awesome. Classic. Who Love was it. the fast mini bike kid? Is there a Vincent Way was awesome. Yeah. They had a three way battle with. Uh, God, let me think about it for a minute. Uh, Vincent Way and... It's fine. You don't have to... Two or three other kids, and that, it was probably one of the best motos I've seen all year. And it was really? Best. All three of them went back. They had five... They led probably eight different times. There was different ah, leaders, and it was just it never went away. And they finished like one, two, three over the finish line like that Heck after yeah. seven laps. So, great riding. And he's one of the dudes now. Like, That's he basically is one a 15-minute moto or something. I mean, those... Seven laps, two minutes. Two, two minutes, yep. yeah. Yep. So, that's pretty cool. Justin Hill was there, and uh, Justin Heft... Was there uh, trying to remember who won? Uh, Is that a pro class? Yeah, the pro class, and you had Trevor Stewart just completely demolish Parker Ross. Just they they did some back and forth a little bit, yeah. and, and Parker ran him really hard to the left, going across the start as they cross over the start to that left. See if you run somebody off the track then, there, I mean it's like major boulders and like yes, cliffs and stuff on like the that. other side. You don't do that. So Stewart came right back at him and just ran him completely off the track, and it happens every year. California dudes. Do it way different, and yeah. they don't give a shit. And it, I love it. I yeah, I bet it's fun watching. to watch. Right? It is because there's like they all know each other. They've been racing for years at all We've these done dumb this money to racing. Each other for years. This we're going to continue to do it. I try to saw off your front wheel. Yeah, man, they did it. <laughs> I hope that never happens to me. 
It will next year. No. Everybody listening, <laughs> yeah, come after Stop. John and Nick. <laughs> Stop they t- it. They hate people from California. They think you suck. <laughs> so they talk junk. I love you guys. I'll give everybody Kevin, all the credit. Kevin loves. But John Watkins hates that everything. That is such a lie. All I'm, he's been talking about is you talking smack about California the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm still. <laughs> hey, how about the San Andreas? Was it lar- larger and longer than normal? Did you check to see if the. The fall the state's gonna fall in. No, I think we're good for, okay. for the moment. So I usually right, so me- I, I measure it. it and keep a, a notebook every time I go out. <laughs> Guys, this thing's stretching out, man. Guys, this at point point. I'm gonna put all my stuff around the other edge. Hey. So if it does go down, I can just hop over. I measure down. it and I'm like, Whoosh, we're good. Mm-hmm. This year. We can still race Mammoth next yeah. year. We talked about what Barry was not there. It's the first year I haven't seen him. And uh, Don was saying, Yeah, he's celebrating his bicentennial. He's two hundred years old, Barry That's Higgins. Bicentennial. That was something else. And we talked about the, the, the continents, Pangea and Gondwana, yeah. all the major continents. And Barry was had his legs was spreading apart. As he didn't know which one to get on Well, as they cracked, and he just jumped on the and, one. And it, it's just yeah. basically that we're fortunate enough that he On the right and, side. Yeah. He, Gondwana. Otherwise, he could have been. He walked over from the Bering Straits. He could have been Straits, in the Asia. From Russia. Oh, okay. Down through. That's where you know, he was. Alaska. When it split. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the history books, man, they're, they're so biased and everything. They won't admit that Barry Higgins was the Big Bang. He was, the, and he, he kept those. Started. He fought for years keeping those continents together. He was yeah. with his feet his on legs, either side, just his holding groin them. Muscles he are was holding them bitches together because he if, can flex those inner thighs. And, and actually, yeah. you know, to the fact that he delayed continental. Journey, you know, over the years, it turned into the Big Bang Theory, Big, big Bang theory, theory, but it was really Big Barry. Uh, uh, big so Barry. The, the Big See, Bang Barry. After years of delineation, you know, dilutes and the, the, yeah, the language. Well, is you know, it's changed. like when you whisper a secret in a circle, it, it gets changed as yeah. it goes around. Big Barry. Is used Big Bang. Barry, it was Big Bang Barry. Big Bang. That's what they called him yeah, in college. They still call. <laughs> I don't even want to know about that one. Big but, Barry, I mean, Big Bang Barry. But if y'all got, some he was stories, around during the Big Bang. So yeah. that's yeah. what I mean. He was the Big Bang. That's what he is the Big Bang. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just thankful. You know, you can see where the continents fit together, and then you can sort of see where his shoes were. <laughs> They got the <laughs> fossilized Barry Higgins yeah. shoe prints, Alpine Star One, like Garnet. Yeah, exactly. It's CD lace one. up. He's got <laughs> CD lace ups with it with fine uh, Italian leather. Oh man, yeah, I love great. Barry Higgins, and people. I hope they know that we love him because I give him so much shit. But he's, nice. his buddies were all that. He goes, man, Barry's man. not here. The guys from KTM. We get, he goes, but we're telling him you're talking shit about him every day. I'm like, good, let him know, man. Because he has no way to find out. No. Right? There's no way that Barry could ever He can't know. pipe information into Barry. No. You're just not going to do it. Uh-uh. He's not listening to anything where you would possibly have I, that. I love when we do the show where, like, one day when Barry just had a bad day, like, he's just having one of them oh, And he days. finally snaps. <laughs> I'm and Kevin, just His first phone ass. call is going to be to you. How was Where it? are you at? No, he'll call me, and then I'll look down, and he's going to be right there. Oh, yeah, he's standing in your driveway on holding the phone. A, holding a boom box. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be holding a boom box. He's going to be holding a sign that says, get your ass out here. I'm going to kill you. Man, I went out to cut my grass and got my ass whipped by, by Barry. Barry. <laughs> what the hell? That is not good. Got my ass whipped on the mailbox, <laughs> the way the mailbox again today. Damn, every day I got to square off with Barry Higgins. That's man. insane. I hope it. I hope it happens. I'd like to see you just every day fight Barry Higgins. Well, you, you know you'll have that. It's just people live a whole lifetime. Just they say it's okay, and it, but it it's okay, steadily man. building in I've their been waiting to kill you. in their conscience. They don't know they hate you until they hate finally you. hate you. Yes, and when they hate you, it's time to get some retribution. I bet he, like, Kingston, Kevin's sitting there talking to him. He takes a phone call that just turns him south, and just, he goes, okay, all right, bye, hangs up the phone, and just slaps the shit out of Kevin. 
That's the way it's going to go down. That's gonna <laughs> for no that's reason. It's going to be nice. It ain't for no reason. It'll be a It's mammoth. for years and years of accumulated. It'll be a mammoth so you guys can see it next year. Yeah. West Coast swing. Time to fight. That's going to hurt at altitude. Hey. An ass whooping at altitude. <laughs> I don't want any. I don't want any. I don't want to ever get in a fight. I just want to laugh. That's all I want to do. I'm not I did call. I did try to call just so these people know that we're trying to get with uh, Bobby Hewitt and everybody from Triumph. They're just a couple hours south of us, if that, something like that. I so we're gonna two and a half. Man. He's into it's it. Close. I talked to Wes from Vermoto. They're into us going down and filming, and then like go hang out for a day, just see what this whole place looks like, and then do a show with Bobby and Ricky and yeah. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whoever. If I like the girl, yeah, Bell Bib like. Devoe, whichever, yeah. whichever group, you know, whoever's there. Yeah, Bell Bib Devoe. Let's and, do it. Yeah, so I was going to get Bobby on to talk about the bike. They just dropped that video, uh, Ricky and Evan riding it or whatever. Yeah. He goes, well, what are you going to ask me about? I'm like, well. You ain't going to get in here deep on my psyche, are he, you? He even called his marketing guy. There, there's not, there's stuff. He goes, well, you know what you can and can't talk about. I said, well, I don't want to put you in. I'm not going to try to uh, have an aha moment. That's it's not really not about that at all. I just wanted to understand. Yeah, just- but he, he will do it. He would have done it. I said, you know, let's just wait till you guys are free and running up and running full time so we're so that way nothing slips yeah, that yeah. the marketing wanna, department didn't plan right, on it. Right, right. So, and Bobby's awesome. He goes, I hate lying. I don't want to lie. And I don't want to, you know, if you ask me. And I'm the lie all, and, is, and he's always been awesome. It's not even a lie. It's no, just he I can't, can't tell talk you. about it yet. But he had no, I can't tell you that. I don't think it would be good marketing advice for anybody to have us, like. Um, be the breaker of news. <laughs> you need, to, you need right. to talk to these guys. This is the channel, It's right? a hydrogen motor. Holy shit. <laughs> That's the deal. That is Obviously, on the forefront, you mentioned right. that. Yeah, yeah, Grant Langston mentioned it. Yeah, we're probably not a, the, the breaking news guys. We don't know about there. rules, regulations, and no. like borders. And we're I just don't want to cause any problems. So elephants and boundaries, room. we don't have. We yeah. do not. No, it's awesome though. We got them. Then we have Star just below, you know, down in South Georgia, North Florida. Yeah. So we can zip down there and do this. This thing is mobile now. We can go anywhere. Yeah, nice. I like it. Well, so it uh, c- circling back. Did you? Um, did you? You said you feel like that Vincent Way battle at Mammoth was the best moto you've seen. Probably, all year. and you've been to like a good bunch of good bit, a a good tons bit of, races. of amateur nationals. So good bit, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, how old is he now? I don't know, fourteen something. Fourteen. Like okay, so is he on track to hop on the big bikes and turn pro at eighteen, seventeen? That is he. Is he know. that fast that you see I, that? I don't know. I think uh, Nick and them are so um, cerebral about it. I think they would just they take their time with it. And, yeah. And there's a, a a whole plan. I know I uh, talked to Ryan Holiday about Cowie guys. There's a certain weight they want you to be before they put you on the big oh. bike. So there's all that. That's nice. You can't have a little dude. Just, there oh, should he, be Just something. because he rips, yeah. he's not ready. And it doesn't mean Mentally, you know, that kind of thing. Like Tyler Bowers was six foot one at age 13. Right. So he was ready story. for it. He looked so, ready. Yeah. Yeah. And he was ready. And so – you, you know, it's exciting that you've got this Triumph Avenue. Beta. Beta. Maybe Ducati has whispers. Holy cow. Is Ducati for real? Is that a for, real, a for real thing? I don't know. I don't know. I've just heard it more than once, and I, I don't think that that would be – I don't know. It's being whispered. But but if you're an upcoming – The you're opportunities. A kid, there are – there should be more places to land, you would think. And it's way more than – Think about the 80s and 90s. 80s, yeah. They had like one or two guys. That's Sorry, it. Uh, Jim Holly. I mean, you got ninth in the Nationals. We're cutting we, we just don't have any room for <laughs> Your you. Your national what? number is like 10. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Sorry, Ronnie You should have won. Sorry, buddy. If you'd have won, we would talk he about won, it. He won races in the 125 class, and he got clipped. Tishner did. Yeah, right. Well, how in the world is that possible? But now it's like, look at all these seats. 
there might be a seat for you to land on. Awesome. It's, it's, it's good for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Those bikes look cool, though. The, the Triumphs, the, just the all black and white. I, yeah. you, we don't have that. We got red, blue, yeah. white, you know. Well, and what about their choice of landing in kind of middle Georgia? It's not really middle. It's a little bit north of middle Georgia. How uh, do you come to that conclusion? Like, this is where we want where to Where is be? it? What, what city? Matt Walker's place. Probably. Sonoya. Yeah. Uh, Sonoya. Yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, I mean, A, you had a plug-and-play, ready-to-go facility. Facility. So all that's the tracks. what drove it. I, would, I mean, I, I was, there was people talking to us. Like, I talked to a few people about Bremen mm-hmm. turning it into something back in the day. Like, we never did it. It just never got that far. But So I know it's got to be. Uh, so that's part of the driving able, factor is, well, hey, can you get in and facility. out. Right. It's already turnkey. And it was perfect timing, I guess, for Matt. So yeah. you're saying Ducati's new uh, facility is going to be a Bremen? That's we're working on that. It's done. <laughs> this is exactly again. So the whispers. We're not now, real good at breaking no, news. No, no, no but I think we did. No, or truth, <laughs> or truth. yeah, or just being honest. Yeah, yeah. we're liars, we're straight up liars. Um, Man, we shouldn't have lied. But this place has like it has a shop and it has all the you know RV hookups or whatever yeah. if they need that and the, obviously the and you got close proximity to the airport. To an airport is probably where super you can critical. fly in the British. Yes, and the British Triumph, are coming. Well, Triumph is here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. wherever, like Gwinnett County or something like over that direction. So so that's part of why I'm asking that. It seems like they would have went to the east side of the state rather than slightly. I mean, if you had, if, if that Matt's place was over there, yeah. you'd do it. But it, yeah, Sonoy and Gwinnett are not really, terribly. I mean, you know, they're. And I don't, I don't imagine, I don't imagine uh, the people in the offices they don't at Triumph need to be out there anyway. Well, There's a full. Double check him lap times before I pay this <laughs> no, invoice. Yeah, right. Yes. I ain't paying for that aluminum until I know. This is bull crap. Yeah, so Bobby and his crew probably have places down in Sonoya and yeah. whatever, whoever's on that team. Yeah, they have it all on site. And so they have, all the riders have to sit through meetings talking about toilet paper. And, and the leather jackets. Guys, we're using way too much toilet paper. <laughs> and what do you guys think about these leather jackets for the roadside? We're like, dude, I just need to get back to testing. <laughs> Can we ride today? Well, no. first got to have birthday cake. It's Susan's <laughs> it's birthday. It's Lori in accounting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everyone sing. So they're. I don't want. I'm training guys, and they Take just pile it Sedesco, on. Have Take a birthday. piece and pass it down. All right, Evan, what do you think? I don't they know, Lori. I'm on. 17. What are you yeah. talking about? Why do we? Tim do Ferry's this? there. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's real, Kevin. No. Again, maybe Making that. I don't up. know if that happens. We're just coming up with stuff. Yeah, you'll well, have that. Well, birth, birth cake, birthday cake's big in Triumph. <laughs> yes, birthdays. In it's general. part of the driving force of you know how they built their bikes and birthday cake over. Breaking bread, birthday cake. Yeah, for sure. Well, you just can't ignore Lori from accounting. No, because when you're trying to get stuff and things she purchased. She needs to feel special on her birthday. Well, she pays the bills, man. I mean, what if she didn't pay the bills? All because you forgot her birthday. What if there is a really a Lori and they're going to fire her over this? <laughs> You've been too focused on birthday cake. What have you been telling those guys? At I don't have a Hello. box to check Ezra. What's happening? How you doing, man? It's Kevin Kelly, and I, uh, you know John Watkins, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, you used to ride yeah. over there at Moons. Moons when Farm. you lived in the Cedar uh, Crest area. And then Nick Blackman's yeah, another host you. that you. I don't know if Nick's ever beat you up at, at some point at a racetrack. Have you ever beat him up, Nick? No, no. We were we. But by God, it's coming. I'm not, getting my, I'm not getting my ass whooped by Ezra Lust. So, are you on a road bike riding past my house currently, or are you back home right now? I'm back home right now. I actually went over to the Silver Comet this morning. Wow. So. Get yeah, there. that's my neck of the woods. You Quick right pedal from Smyrna to Alabama, no big deal. We're cool. Did you ride over there from here, or did you drive over? No, actually, uh, I use a guy Mac over there in uh, Rockmart to do my oil changes and all that stuff. So I went to get my truck and then just went just over from to there. Silver Comet. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's a whole lot safer. It when is. You're pedaling and on there, man. There's the traffic, it, you know, is no good these days. It's so uh, relaxing, not having to look over your shoulder. Do you come around those turns and just look at that thousand foot straightaway and go, man, it's three inches higher on that end than this end. That means it's uphill. All the way. And then you start beating yourself up mentally because you, you know coming back you're going to be three miles an hour faster right there. Yeah, well, that's what Silver Comet does to you, all those false flats. Yes. Yeah. They're not they're not flat. Yeah. You think you're and you think three inches ain't a big mm-hmm. deal over five thousand feet, but it's uphill. Mm-hmm. The Continuous. bike will not coast. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like I all my stuff goes off of watts, you know, and like I'll be pushing freaking whatever watts and just yeah. be going like nineteen miles an hour. And I'm like, okay, I don't see no uphill, but I gotta be going up. Yes, yeah. right. And you're wondering why am I hotter than So I those of I you that are wondering the silver comet is one of those rails to trails that links all these counties together you can run cycle on and all that it's stuff long. so i don't yeah, know it, rollerblade don't forget rollerblade rollerblading <laughs> fruit yeah. loading yeah it goes from alabama to where in alabama it goes pretty far in alabama it's it's not piedmont it's really piedmont it's, it used to be piedmont but I yeah. think old water creek now. or something over yeah. there it's, yeah yeah, that. yeah it's past yeah, have you ever ridden that far. have you ever ridden to the end on the alabama side yeah Oh, you have? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I ridden... There's some college that I went to. I think that was pretty much the end. Jacksonville State uh, or something. I don't know. I'm just making things yeah. up, but I think yeah. that might yeah, be... Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, that's it. Okay. I think it's Jacksonville. Yeah. God dang. That yeah, is long. It's a pretty good ride. <laughs> yeah, a couple hundred miles probably. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is, a, what is yeah. a good road ride for you these days? Um, Normally 50 or 60 is kind of my my average ride that i'm uh right now i'm not really doing a whole lot i did a few races this year but i'm just kind of maintaining i'm not really trying to really get in better shape right now you know but i really want to start doing some of the endurance stuff because not a whole lot of people up here really do much of the cross-country things the shorter stuff anymore everybody tends to kind of do the endurance stuff but it's you know, six hours. So I got to be a little bit better for that. You're not, yeah, I hear you on that. That's hey, a mental preparation. Switching right? gears to like, I just want to talk a little bit about dirt bikes. And you've kind of watched Mike Brown do his thing. Like he's been pretty, yep. that dude is something else for a vet rider. And he's taken, he's squared off with some dudes now at this point. So mm-hmm. is there anybody out there currently that you see that could jump in there and beat that guy? I mean, I don't know. Just vet class? You're yeah, talking? like like I had Wyndham up at the Loretta's. I'm like, dude. We're going to put a stop to yeah. this. He, he, he almost got the permission right there on the spot from his wife to do it because he's like super fit. I think Kevin's super fit or Brownie. No, well, Brownie, is obviously. Kevin, super... Kevin is running, yeah. doing training for marathons and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, he goes, I hate running. He's lost 40 He's or lost 50 a bunch pounds, of weight. Yeah. Said. Something wild. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, Kevin used to, that's the way he, his training back in the day was running. Like that's. When I was out there, when we were on Honda and Yamaha together, that's all he did was run, and he would run really fast. Like his pace running was normally like he stole probably something. like six, yeah, like six to seven minute miles, just oh, just wow. easy cruising. That's an yeah, easy cruise. He was right? fast. Yeah, he was pretty. He was really fast at running. Um, he had good lungs, but I think it would take somebody like Kevin that um that's as good technically probably one of the the best ones that i know of that i raced against technically to beat him if kevin is in shape mm-hmm. 
then yeah, I think Kevin would give Brownie a run. But no, there's nobody else that I know of. That's I mean, incredible, man. Are you what what are you talking maybe going down to 25 plus? Or are you talking staying at the 40 plus? Well, I, I think Wyndham was saying he he told him he goes, dude, you got to get out of that 50. Let's go race the 40s because MC just raced 40s. I just got back from Mammoth and he. It was every bit he could do to beat the guy, Taylor, whoever, Tyler, somebody out west that gave him everything yeah. in the 40 class. Yeah, I don't see MC. Um, I don't really see MC being any kind of a threat at Loretta's at, at a 40 plus. Like, I, I mean, I don't see him being any kind of a threat. I mean, I know y'all are MC fans probably, but he's just not. We're talking like, to you, though. No, we're, no, I was just, not, I, yeah, I was just there announcing the race, yeah. and I was just saying that's what he yeah. dropped down and rode yeah. that. No, I mean, I think yeah, – I don't think Kevin would be – I think Brownie would put him down a half a lap probably. Now, Ezra, we're but, from Georgia, and, and then we, <laughs> well, so we yeah. are Ezra fans. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy was the California well, side, so, yeah, we didn't well, have to you know, pick. Yeah, well, you know – Jeremy would always kind of rode within himself, you know, kind of like, uh, like Emmy always kind of rode within himself. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't a Ricky or myself. Um, but Brownie, man, he freaking those first few laps, he goes after it. Yeah. And now uh, he just kind of puts it to bed in two or three laps and gives, gets that 10 or 15 second margin. And he just kind of cruises. That's so I don't, incredible. I don't know if anybody's willing to do that at that age yeah and you, you have know. to commit to, to doing it like right now to go get him at loretta yeah 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 but if kevin's been running and he's fit i mean it wouldn't take kevin but a second to get there on a dirt bike he got into a we talked to him and he told a long story about his having all these back problems and he was pretty close yeah. to accepting a doctor's advice that he needed some back surgery and just de- determined mentally that no, I'm just going to lose weight. And then yeah. hasn't had a back problem since, you know. Is there anything yeah. from your racing days that creates some some pain these days? Or are you are you pretty much pain-free? Or um, Well, about three years ago, um, my right wrist that I dislocated twice, um, it started getting to the point where it was kind of like affecting my everyday life, like, I just felt like I was walking around ill all the time, just in a bad mood. And Mm. we all just kind of talked about it and everybody agreed like, yeah, you seem like you're always ill and you need to see somebody and see what can be done. So I think I saw three or four wrist specialists and all but one said, you need to get it fully fused. The one guy said, let's do a, what they call a four corner fusion like Timmy Ferry did where they just kind of take four of the bones on the outside and fuse them together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it still gives you 10, 20% movement on all different ways, up and down, side to side, you know, so you can still, you know, wipe your butt with it. But <clears throat> Right. That was going to uh, be my first question. Yeah, exactly. And and he was like, if it, if it don't stop the pain, you know, if you can't deal with it, then we'll go to a full fusion. But why go full fusion right off the bat? Yeah. And I'm like, you got a point. Let's do it. So, yeah, and it's been great. It doesn't hurt at all, but awesome. I can't really ride a dirt bike. I tried when Huddy did the little riding down south thing yeah. the year last year. It, I tried to ride a little bit, and it just, I fell like once or twice. And I'm like, 
mm-hmm. because of it, because yes. I couldn't really you know, bend my wrist. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to hurt something now after all these years That's right. because, because of this. So I hadn't ridden since. And there's really but, no way for you to adjust your, you know, your, no, your uh, mental state to be like, I'm going to ride this TTR 125 and cruise around. I mean, it's like, it's, it's hard for you. <laughs> yeah. It's the level you were at. Well, it goes, it just goes against everything that I was taught mm-hmm. riding the dirt bike and dropping the elbow and everything else, you know, and it's like, I just, you just can't do it. So, yeah, yeah that's the only thing. There's really nothing else that that's bothered me because ever since I stopped racing, I've, I've done something, you know, whether it's been running a lot or mountain biking. And I went through several phases of racing mountain bikes for a while and then yeah. just kind of riding for a while, racing mountain bikes for a while, riding for a while. So I know that if I don't do anything, then kind of like kevin you know things will start hurting yeah what about tennis and you still he, do that or does your wrist mess with you no when when i did this like you just yeah i can't do anything with tennis with the wrist like this it's yeah. just hard you can't pronate and volley or open your wrist up you know like to return a real hard serve right so yeah it, uh, you were hyper competitive there in the tennis thing it seems like for a little while um, yep. That's probably just your nature, right? You're gonna... I just want to let you know you're talking to a region champ. Oh, yeah, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah. I did. Region 1991 champ. region champ doubles. He didn't want to say nothing. I didn't want to just go bragging. Nice. Nice. Yep. No, that was fun, man. I, tennis was one of the funnest things that I got into, period. Like, Really? It's explosive, and dude. It was... you got to be quick and powerful. and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of Jennifer's family played tennis, so that's kind of how I got into it. And being actually down in Bainbridge, because that's where I was when I started playing, um, a lot of people play tennis down there. And then I started playing in Florida, in Tallahassee, and they're even, they're like super serious about tennis, like super serious. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I really started playing a ton. And and then uh, I don't really know what happened. I think we moved up here. And I kind of stopped playing. Just actually, that's kind of when I started to get into mountain biking. Yeah, more pretty good mountain bike scene up here too. Yeah, it's really really good. Does your son ride? Um, they did at some point. Like when I first started, they both raced like the little kids' classes, Mm -hmm. and then a couple times later on, they'd done a few of the the rail like two or three lap deals, you know, but nah, they're just kind of, you know, they jump from one thing to the next. I mean, look at us. We went from freaking going to Loretta's one year to fishing bass tournaments this year. (laughs) (laughs) We go extreme. Yeah. Let's get on the other end of the spectrum. So y'all went all in on the Bass Tracker 2000 series. No, we got this older Skeeter, which is what a lot of the guys have the, the brand of the boat. And, uh, it's just kind of a first first timer. Is this but a it school had all league? The, is this you know all these high schools yeah, here have bass fishing league. leagues? So oh, that, awesome! That's yeah. awesome! Heck yeah. yeah! Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's one of our good friends that was running it with the with the school with Carsville High School. So it kind of helped us to get into it and know what we needed to do right off the bat. But um, is there an MTF so no, for that place? That MTF for bass fishing. <laughs> oh yeah, no. <laughs> There's I no, no bass so. fishing MTF. 
<laughs> Even though there, there is fish in it, NTF, because they have that little pond down there that yeah. all the kids fished out of, and they would always catch stuff out of it. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember there, there's stories. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. The way your dad would, when you were training back in the day, like he would make you land on a Coke can. Is that the same <laughs> myth? Like I'd heard that a long time ago. Well, he would always do that kind of stuff whenever he was having a school. Yeah. So, cause you know, we were working on timing and all that kind of stuff. And, and back then, you know, it's like all about hitting the rear brake in the air, you know, and trying to drop the front end. And like, it wasn't so much adjusting your body position off of a jump face or whatever. And it was the old school way, which was you got to hit your rear brake and, so he was just showing kids how to do that. So, yeah. But, no, yeah, he did. Yeah, there was all kinds of stuff. Well, that going, kind of playing limbo, going underneath a stick, laying it over in a berm, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he was. There's been a lot of kids, really, really, really good kids come through down there doing that kind of stuff. Huh. So, do, do you remember any wacky stuff from him or from, like, Gary Bailey or uh, Russ Darnell or whoever no. you might have went to? Um, no, because the only other one I ever went to was a uh, um, Gary Bailey school. You always hear about never him slapping went. people's hands with the pole or like that, yeah, like a piece of yeah. pipe or something, whack you in the <laughs> yeah. front in the hand if you didn't tap your front brake hard enough. Or I just remember um, when I went to him, I only went to him one time, having it at Lake Sugar Tree, I think, and there was just he kept us kind of in the back playing around a good bit like just kind of working on skills you need to hit your telephone you know? pole whoops better yeah Remember he always built daytona with the telephone poles and then he, i mean this is yeah. early daytona but right didn't have to, you didn't have to learn how to hit whoops or telephone, telephone poles. No, i never did thankfully no. yeah no we freaking no we built big enough ones about killed us yeah too big hey, <clears> too when, big for practice whoops when you were a kid, when was, uh, do you remember your, what size bike you were on when it went from, uh, Hey, we're having fun to we're serious. AC mentioned last week that he was riding six days a week on a 65 and he knew that he wanted this to be his job. Did you have a moment mm-hmm. or an age where you it's not just for fun anymore? Yeah, no, it wasn't that young. I think, I think, uh, not that that was an not not that that was an issue with AC or anything like that. It to each his own at this point. But I think I think seeing what I saw the last year or two when with Hudson going through it, going to MTF, kind of realizing how much these parents are putting into this. You know, for some kids that have it, for some for most kids that really like don't have it. You know. It's tough. Like, I don't, I don't know how they can go year to year and take your kid to Loretta's and get 30th to 40th every year. I just, right. I think there's a, there's a lifespan of that. And, um, but to answer your question, yeah, for sure. But to answer your question, not until I got on the 125 oh. and yeah, not until I got on it. And cause I went from Loretta's on the 85 Went to 125, race the winter ams, or let's see, race the mini O's in the B class. Right after that, I went up to the A class and did all the winter ams. And then when I started doing that, like, and I started racing guys that were like, you know, like, uh, 
I don't know who all was down there at that point. Maybe J-Man, guys like that. You know, Swink was down there a good bit. That's when I kind of knew this is what I really wanted to do. Because I was with them and I was racing with them. So it was like, but no, my whole 65, 85, like, yeah, I mean, I was, I did win a lot and I, I won a lot of championships, but I didn't really feel like, that was i was ricky johnson status or david bailey status you know yeah and it's when it's so far away it's like you know maybe that's what i'll do maybe not i don't know we'll see but then when i got on that 125 that was it you know because it was now you're talking within a year or two from being at a pro level yeah it was a goal you could see on your horizon and you're and you're racing guys that were currently racing and you're like all right well i'm running this guy he got 10th yeah 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 yeah, and that, you know, and I, I knew, I remember trying not to look at it that way, being at a, a winter am racing somebody that had been racing supercrosses because I knew, you know, it's like some people nowadays compare themselves, they'll go to a local track and they'll race with a kid that made it to Loretta's the year before and be like, well, I was racing with that kid. I can make it to Loretta's. And anybody that ever says that to me, I'm like, mm, no, no, not really. Not- you know, well, no, not really, because that kid, you take that kid, a Loretta's kid, most all of these Loretta's kids, you know, they race all year round. They ride a lot, like you're saying about AC. They're good at every single track you take them to. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be consistent. They're good when they, when right before the moto, you they go out there and they water the whole freaking thing. They're still going to go fast. Yeah. When they go to these big races with a gate full of 40, they're going to be up front. You know, and it's just there's so much to learn, and I I knew that, and I just you just can't buy experience, you know. No, no for sure. So one that's time, that's uh, kind of what I said. We uh, I we disproved a a rumor about your career one time, Ezra at Calhoun. <laughs> there was a yeah. motocross action article when I was a kid, had a picture of Ezra a little lit. He was probably ten. And it said, Ezra Lusk will ride the new KTM 80 <laughs> next year. And I asked him about it. I said, hey, man, were you ever in talks with KTM? Blue and white, I think, 80. I don't know what year. Maybe 86 or something. 80. Some, uh, that's what I got in my head, uh, Ezra's. And he said, no, yeah. we were never talking to KTM. But I just, motocross <laughs> action ran it like it was just legit, man. Here he comes. He's, he's signing with KTM. So yeah, how do they come up with that? I, I just faults, man. They just needed Straight to. Up lie. We got this square down at the bottom of the page. We need to put something in it. Ezra Lust to KTM. Ezra yeah. to KTM. Let's do it. Could have been Barry it's behind the, that. It's the start of the news today. Yeah, right. It was oh, the first let's, fake let's news. Just make something up. <laughs> yes, the, the first fake. You news. were the first fake news. <laughs> KTM eighty six. Dude, did, yeah. you, did you win on all four brands? Kawasaki Suzuki Yamaha. Uh, you went a supercross on all I, four. I, I did win on the Kawasaki, Suzuki, Honda. Um, I never, yeah, I did win on, yeah, you won yeah, on you Yamaha, did. yeah, yeah, all yep. four. How many people That's have done cool. that? Yeah. Not many. I was just, I literally, there's a 58 minutes on YouTube if you want a Cliff's Notes to your career. It's got like every one of your wins, WD 40, whatever, dude, put it, put it, put it together. I was literally watching really? it, yeah, you can literally start and it goes from Bud's Creek. And there's a Houston Supercross. There's all these different wins. You go, oh, it's my first race. There's my first moto win on the 250 class. And you beat MC the first moto. You yeah. beat Emig the second moto. Like, it's pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. And, and it shows you on the huh. Honda. I, yeah, and I was going to ask you, what do you think was the best version of you? Because, man, you on that Honda, you were feisty as shit on that Honda. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, on the Honda, I was a different person. I would say really strong, really, uh, believe it or not, I felt like I was mature. I, I think I was a little bit more of a man strength instead of boy strength in the previous years. So I felt like that was definitely the best version of me. Um, if I could have had that version with the Honda a couple years later, you know, like with it, mm-hmm. Cause that was still the early years of that frame yep. and it was, it was really tough to ride. Maybe the years, you know, like when Ricky came on and that's when they really started to make it a lot better. Yeah. It would have been maybe a little bit different, but I think the best bike for me was that Yamaha in 97, the year yeah. before. Those were with known me. as good bikes anyway. So yeah. Did, did the, well, did... yeah, no, go ahead. Well, me and Kevin and Doug and Dowdy, like we were all, you know, on those bikes together, which that was when Doug was riding the, the four stroke. And I was, we were on two fifties. I think I, JD rode the one twenty five and supercross, but they were just good. Yeah. They were just so good. That seems like but, such a good laid back team too. And when, when you just say all those names, I'm like, those are all just good dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Those were probably the funnest years ever for sure. And then was Honda a little more tight, a little more corporate. Um, you know, Honda was really, it was just, no, not really at all. I mean, okay. to answer your question shortly, no. I mean, it was, it was just us. Like it, it was just me and Kevin really. And then, um, Sebastian and, um, who else was it? Um, uh, Pashon. Hmm. So it was just kind of me and him. But when you, on the Yamaha, though, when you throw in somebody like JD and Doug, you know, two dudes that kind of, when you're around them, you almost feel like they're from the southeast. You know, they don't really act like they're from anywhere other than down there. Like just, wow, just like us, like me and Kevin both. They, I mean, they just, I don't know, very easy to hang out with and do. St- I mean, we would go run together, all four of us. Like we would run together, train together, ride together all the time, whenever we were in the same parts of the world together, you know? Yeah. But Honda, we all kind of separated. Like everybody kind of did their own thing. Whenever I was out in California and Kevin was out in California, we would always run together and stuff and ride together. And, and then actually Mike was a part of that too. Mike was just, just starting up that Jack in the box thing, factory Mm. connection, Jack in the box thing. Mike was always the guy I would always do like motos with. His mic never turned me down. Yeah. Like I, I was like, that. hey, you want to do a motor? Yeah, he never, he would never turn you down. He would do it. Yeah. What were your years so, at Kawasaki like uh, in comparison? Was that a, were those good? Or how do you look at those when you look back on that? Um, It was probably the worst decision that I ever made going there. I wish I would have just stayed at Honda just because they were all great. You know, they yeah. only did. They, they did everything I asked them to do at forever. Like there was nothing that they didn't do. It was not them by no means that I left. I just felt like I needed a change, but mm-hmm. obviously the grass wasn't greener on the other side. Um, but it was, no, it, no, when I went over there, there was just a lot of, a lot of knife throwing at the back over there. Mm. I didn't really, you talking about corporate. That's probably where it went oh. corporate. Just, wow. Worrying about worrying about your job security, yeah. definitely. 
that's all everybody was over there was worried about like you know basically did you ever so it wouldn't have um, i'm sorry go ahead no that was it it. did you ever save any of the hoa letters you got about the kx 250s stacked up in crates out in the driveway there for I, they had to have sent you some letters. I just remember these oh. four crates. They're piled high, KX250A4 on the side. And nobody thought, yeah. let's back a truck up. Let's just four load these things up. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't just send stock ones either. No, they're, oh they, were, they were just in the driveway, man. And there were nothing yeah. he could really do. You need like a forklift and $200,000 yeah. worth of motorcycles there. Good yeah. Man. So wild, I can remember yeah. that. Hey, so yeah. you, you probably got a chance to watch uh, Jet Lawrence a good bit this summer, like we all have. And, yep. and uh, you got to spend as much time with anybody, uh, with somebody that was as similar to him, like you just said, Kevin Windham. What do you yep. see? Like, he's not doing anything so revolutionary that Kevin Windham probably wasn't doing on a daily basis that you saw, too. I just had this conversation actually yesterday. I went and played golf with some of my friends and there's a couple of them that really know racing, like that really know what they're watching. You know, some you talk to, they don't really know what they're watching. And he, he really knows what he sees and watching. And he's like, our comparison kind of came down to James Stewart. Like he's like a James Stewart, but in control, huh. you know, like, well, that's frightening. Cause I was saying, well, it is because yeah. I was like, you know, one of the funnest person that I to for me to watch. If I was to go in there and want to watch an old race right now, I'd want to watch an old James Stewart race, like one that I don't remember the result. You yes. know, like to say two thousand and seven, six. Uh, let's Glenn see, Helen, where he's just or, yeah. Like I don't remember the result. Let's watch it. Mm-hmm. It'd be him, you know, because it's like it was. He would just he would just have the most unreal speed places, but he would have good body position, the straighter back, like everybody's trying to go to, you know, obviously elbows up, all that kind of stuff, hips back, just attacking. But he was always, always out of control. <laughs> but it's like, he always talks about on his commentating, you know, it's like my out of control is, is really my control. Like I feel it. I just, it needs to get a little loose. Like I feel better when it gets a little loose, you know, you know, I listened to James all, all outdoor season and he's been great. And, uh, but then you, you look at jet and that's jet, but he never, ever, ever gets out of shape ever. No, he looks perfect the whole time. It's pretty unreal. You can you can be that kind of a package that quick on a 450 because that's a completely different bike to me. Racing a 450 outdoors versus a 250 outdoors, and he just freaking, especially the last three or four rounds when Chase was really clicking and really on his rear end, you know. Yeah. And to not let Chase crack him, that was crazy both of those guys make it look like they're not going as fast as they are absolutely when you're watching them you're like this doesn't look like it's that fast but yet they're 30 seconds ahead of third place hey do you remember the the noise surrounding james stewart because i I was in it i was announcing races and doing our little dmxs back in the day what was that like on y'all side like dude there's there's somebody coming he's bringing hell with him and his name's james stewart well you know it was kind of getting to the end of my career like i was kind of I was with James there at 03 on the Kawasaki, actually 02 and 03 on the Kawasaki. So 
I got to be around him a good bit and I really liked James, but I just remember like being on the starting line, you know, for the 250 main and watching his main uh-huh. event, obviously yeah. right before me and seeing him like, I just remember this one race. I think it was like uh, San Diego or something. And I remember him going through the set of whoops and the whoops just had like a foot deep rut all the way through them. But he was blitzing them like there was zero rut at all. And on the big screen, like you really can't see how deep everything is. We're just watching, seeing where he's going, you know, because obviously it's the fastest line. Then I go out to do the hot lap, my parade lap, whatever you call it. And I'm like, is this the freaking same rut he was just hitting? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like there's got to be another rut he was going through. And nope, that was the rut. Yeah, your bike's I'm dragging like, radiator shrouds through geez. there. Well, it's it's a bit of a bike setup, you know. James looks like looked like he kind of kept his rear a little bit looser than what everybody kind of went to back in those days, which is really stiff and really slow, which is not good for ruts and whoops, you know. And then his front end really really stiff, so it never really went side to side. It'd always go pretty straight. Was and, uh, uh, Sternstrom your manager there at Cowie then? Yeah, yeah. They always yep, tell, he, he always tells a story about him and James, Big James, having an argument because Big James wanted James to be able to come through the whoops in fifth gear, I guess wide open. And Cowie was basically, their statement was, the bike won't do that. And so <laughs> they were trying to set it up for some insane whoop speed. You know, that was his yeah. advantage, right? I guess that's where yeah. you're headed with that. <laughs> well yeah and james always liked to ride at a higher gear obviously you know when he got to the bigger bikes scrubbing and everything else he carried higher gear more Hmm. more momentum so he rick ash was the engine builder back then and he would always make his engine just have a whole lot of torque and a whole lot of bottom and mid so that he could do that and uh shoot yeah it worked for him for sure. Which is Jet. Jet Lawrence seems to be a gear tall as well, Chase. Uh, they don't seem like they're screaming the motors as no. they go around the track. No, they don't. They don't. I, it. To me, Chase would have probably gave Jet a little bit better of a, a legit shot of breaking the streak if his rear end on that thing just looked horrible mm-hmm. all year. Like, I don't know what it was. I remember watching the very first round. And I remember Lars talking about the differences in their bikes, like something about the rear shock. I don't know, because I know they run two different shocks. Yeah. I don't know what BFRC is, but it's something. I think that's the name of Chase's shock. Yeah. Well, it's it's obviously got something to do. Back in my day, it was like, it looked like if you had a check valve in your shock versus not, which... Hmm kind of made the oil flow initially like a yep. little slower so it made the rear kind of ride a little higher and not uh and react a little bit more to the small stuff because chase's bike just kind of gets in and stays in yeah. and that makes his front light and that's why it seems Predi- like that's seems why he pushes it too. yeah what that he's going to push the front end yeah. no <laughs> yeah exactly that's, <laughs> that very consistently yeah that's what i'm saying that's yeah. the, the predictable versus yeah. the unpredictable yeah, yeah, no, what, yeah, the way Jet's bike set up. Yes. 
Yes, for sure. Yeah. I mean, look at his bike when he goes through rough stuff, man, that thing just stays balanced. Mm-hmm. Chases just gets in so low. And I mean, that's why he's, he always loses the front. It seems like to me, I don't know, but you know, I understand chase though. He probably, it's just probably something that he was comfortable with and just, you know, it kind of came into the season, a few races behind and just probably didn't really want to make any big changes. Yeah. Just wanted to get comfortable, get back fit and, Next thing you know, the season's kind of over, and or you got two or three rounds left, and then you don't really want to make any changes at that point, mm-hmm. you know. That's what I was going to ask. Like from from you is, uh, uh, I mean, obviously you've ridden at that level. You've ridden. I mean, you've got that experience. If if you were Chase at some point, would you have just been like, hey, well, like on a Tuesday, throw that damn shock on there. Yes, yeah, like on a Tuesday, I want to ride his bike. Hey, on I just Tuesday. want to see what his bike feels like on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. away from. Well, he was probably looking at it like this, like, okay, I'm going to go back to racing. I'm going to get, just kind of get back into the groove, try to find some speed. He started to do that. He started to get closer to Jet. And he probably, probably, I'm sure if he's got somebody in his camp, I'm sure Honda, telling him where he's weak, where he's losing time, where obviously you, you fail or whatever. Um and pointing those things out to him and then what's option a and option b well either throw the shock on there or not you know Mm -hmm. but it obviously he didn't throw it on there but uh he was probably just looking at it maybe two ways like well last year i raced with eli tomac like this you know i beat eli a few times eli beat me a few times like i was in it with him but this you know, jets different. Jets, jets a little bit of a, a little bit of a different kind of rider than than Eli is. You know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough question because he, I can understand him both ways. You know, looking at it back now, I would have, I would have threw the shock on for sure. But man, I don't know. I probably would have done the same thing he did, just thinking that I'm going to get better. You know, I'm going to yeah. get this guy, and then it just never happened. And then you're got a team change coming yeah as so, well. how, so how, how much do you want to invest I'm, on all these changes I'm yeah KTM. yeah yeah do you remember is a time that a hundred percent thing i believe yes. so right yeah i think so yeah do you yeah. remember a time in your career whenever you were like you this bike set up like at honda we we're like what am have i done yeah no not on honda like we knew we were dealing with a frame that was going to be really hard to kind of get a perfect setting um so we kind of knew what we had was good i just i needed i needed to try to be a little bit more uh predictable like i needed to try to predict what the conditions were going to be and how i was going to have to ride it like it was tough because you don't ever really want to look at things that way you want the bike to be able to work great everywhere but when it got really, really sticky with really, really sticky, like holes in the whoops, you know, like that's when the bike would really kind of load up and then unwind on me. Yeah. So, you know, that was, but I never really tried to change the thing too much because that what I was trying to say with the predictable, like I, I wanted to know what was coming. And I knew if I chased my rear end on that thing all year long, I, I was going to never really know what was coming. Yeah. You know, like Ricky's kind of made that comment a few times commentating too, 
you know, you kind of get to a point where you'd rather just race something that you're comfortable with, even though it might not be that much better, you know, but like Chase's situation. Yeah. But like Chase's situation, it it was, it was, to me, it was a difference in winning or losing, honestly, Hmm. you know, like, because he even had the same kind of issues in Supercross. All those little front end tucks that he had, I believe it was the same issue, you know. Were you, as so, a young kid, Ezra, were you, or maybe, I don't know when, You, I mean, you sound extremely knowledgeable about how the motorcycles work and what affects them. Were you always like a good tester? You could communicate what you wanted? No, it wasn't. It wasn't really until I got into the pros and um, became friends and, and good with the suspension guys and the chassis guys. Like, I always wanted to know. Like I didn't always, I didn't want to be the guy that just told them to do this to the bike. Like I just kind of always approached it. Like I told them everything that it was doing. And then I wanted them to tell me and ask me questions about like what I was feeling. Um, and I just learned from the guys that I was around, mainly at Honda, like Mike Batista at Honda. He was there. He worked for Showa and um, Showa Scott was there, but, Batista is the one that I kind of spent most of my time with at Honda, and he's the one that really taught me everything that I, that I knew. I always wonder when you're so. at the sharpest edge of the sport, when you're at the, the leading edge of the sport, if you are more versed and knowledgeable about your motorcycle and you're and say everything else is the same, your abilities, your, your motorcycle speed, you know, your engine power delivery, whatever, if you're more mm-hmm. knowledgeable about what you're asking for out of that motorcycle, it seems as if that might be the advantage. And you got to wonder if Chase tucks the front end for the 12th time this year, why can't he convey, Hey man, here's why I'm dropping the front end over and over and over. You know, it, it maybe he's not as good at it or something because I, I think that's part of what makes a good rider the greatest is he can tell him what he wants. 100%. I think, I think all the kids kind of coming into this, this sport, you know, all these new kids going from the B classes to the pro classes, doing the combines and doing some of the pro nationals. Like that would be my biggest thing that I would tell them is learn everything about the bike that you can like ask questions, talk to people, because everybody that's on the team, the engine guy, the chassis guy, the, the, everyone like they want to talk to you like they they want to have these conversations with you and they want to explain it to you because they want to know too that they can in the middle of a day in between each motos they can talk to you and listen to you and make a change before the next moto and know that they're not going to screw up you know like 100 percent. you're right like they need to know everything about that suspension everything about the engine characteristics like everything that all the electronics do for the bike and what you know what changes they can make like 100 percent. as far as chase goes i don't know like i've i've asked a few people kind of in the industry without overstepping my boundaries like why (laughs) like why like why like why does this happen like for somebody so good on a motorcycle yes how can you not feel that and why is there not a change 
you know and everybody that i've everybody's comment is like he's comfortable that's what he likes yeah that's uh that's your southern hospitality coming out right there because i i can't imagine a phone call from ezra lusk would would be taken as overstepping boundaries if i mean yeah yeah i would if i was chase Sexton, i'd be so thankful you called and or or his mechanic or whatever and just mentioned this or that or whatever yeah well and that's why i don't you know i don't know like the whole riding coach thing nowadays kind of got blown out of proportion too but i don't know like i i talked to davy a good bit you know mill saps with some of the guys that he's worked with this year and he knows where i stand on all of it like i he knows what works yeah. i mean but he always kind of reaches out and just for my opinion just because we kind of see things the same way and mm. and i'm just like we always have the conversation about chase too and i just don't know if there's anybody over there that really um that really sits down after every single time he goes out on the track and really kind of breaks down everything that just happened and talks to him about it and really like i don't know like when when me and davy was doing it like there wasn't a second that he wasn't on that track that he wasn't out there for a purpose and when we came back he got asked a million questions like well why did this happen why did that happen why did you do this is there anything i can do right you know is there anything we can do and you know you you got to hold people accountable even at chase's level like it's not acceptable for the same thing to happen two, three, four, five, six times in a yeah, row. Right. Just you from know. like somebody like me, obviously that's slower than dirt and just doesn't. But when, when this first started happening to Chase last year or year before, whenever it was, where he was and back right after he was working with Stuart, and then you'd hear people yep. say, well, you know, he's just kind of got what he, he might have learned that from Stuart. You know what I mean? He's fast. I'll get out. That. Yeah. yeah. And it just, is it something he picked up from him where he's just, pushing just a little yeah. bit too far to, to, you know, and that's, and I know that the two of them go back and forth at each other a little bit now, you know, with that. Something, there's something there. Yeah, there's yeah. something there. The that coolest thing ever. Yeah, but they're yeah not it seems like cool there's yet. something there that's not, yeah, that's not, like, cool. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's a little bit of, a little bit of hostileness there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, but no, to, to go back to what you're just saying, though, you know, about not knowing, you know, you don't have the experience or the time on a dirt bike and not really feeling it. Well, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm good, Ezra. You, you, you got to look out. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you no. got to look out. Yeah, you better <laughs> watch God. your back. I'll see you down a hill by the hill, son. <laughs> yeah. There you hey, go. don't yeah, make no mistake. I have been on the track for practice at the same time as you. Yeah, I have too. Actually, you were probably coming off the track as I was going on. But, it was a know. world yeah, sports race. Yeah, it, was, it, it was like Calhoun, but, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know, there circling you back to, coaching and all that stuff it's it is amazing to me when i hear of a guy that doesn't have a coach like at this point day and age like i i just well i love the braves i follow the braves religiously but yeah they were talking to uh the, the, the i was out in la watching the game and they had the commentator talking to mookie betts and he was like yeah i i, I have my coach and the the guy he's coming to our team and we play together and he goes, you're going to be the MVP this year. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, all right, sounds good to me. He goes, no, you're about to, we're going to have to get to work. He goes, I, he had gotten lazy and whatever. And mm-hmm. he's already a, a, an MVP and he's on his way to possibly be, becoming another one. But the fact that all these riders don't have coaches, and this is one of the elite baseball players in all the sport. 
and he wanted to step his game up and got this guy back on and got their whole program back on track, which again, if mm-hmm. there's a rider that doesn't have somebody like you or a Millsaps or a Buddy Antonez or somebody breaking film mm-hmm. down, like they're, you're doing it wrong. Well, and I'm not saying he's yeah. not or doesn't have somebody doing that, but a high-level person with a good set of eyes that yeah. can go do. Well, just think about tennis, like we were talking about tennis earlier. All of them have There's no such thing as a tennis player without a coach. Yeah, they're in the stands. There's baseball coaches. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, no, what I was going to say to you, though, about not – like if someone watches that and doesn't really understand what – you know, at a super high level, like what they're seeing. Yeah, not a well, not a regular. I'm what, talking about a you or a yeah. Millsaps. Well, what I was what I was saying to him, what I was going to say to him was like, when you watch Chase, though, it's like his level of speed, like it's not out of control to me. But where he always gets into trouble is a is a motorcycle thing. Like it is a setup thing. It's not to me. It's not Chase. It's a complete setup thing. Yeah, it's not his style that's causing it. No, no, or him really overriding. Well, it's at the end of the day, it is overriding the bike because the bike is not able to take it because of a setup, and not not that the Honda can't do it. Obviously, look at what Jet did, but it is just a a rear end thing that Chase needed to address and never did all year long. Probably makes it more baffling to somebody like you to watch them and be like, why aren't, why are they not, why aren't they not fixing that setup issue? Well, it pissed me off just because I (laughs) I did the REM fantasy all year long and he let me down about eight times. Biting your results. (laughs) Yep. Uh, At least eight times Chase let me down. You just show up at the practice track with a toolbox and some shit and you're like, Hey, help me out. Let me help you. Yeah. 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 We at least going to raise that sag. You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, Listen, at least raise your sag. That's the that's the least I can do for you. That's so funny, man. That's great that you yeah. know. You know, we look at motorcycles. We yeah. don't know. We don't know yeah. anything. Hey, yeah. give me the most finicky and then the guy that gave a zero shits about setup. Give me both ends of the spectrum that you worked with. Like, I, t- to me in my head, I could see a John Dowd going, I'll ride that. I don't care what it is. I just came off a of 500. <laughs> I'll race anything. Whenever um, Tortelli came from Europe to Honda, he, uh, which Tortelli is probably one of the most awesome guys you can meet. And, um, he, they were telling me, okay, uh, he's working on this front brake. Like he wants to do something to our front brake. He's working with who was it back then? I can't remember. Anyways, they're like, he wants to make it mushy. He wants to make it this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, they did this thing like all off season. The front Finally, brake. like just a few weeks, the front brake. Yeah. Like, not the rear shock, not the engine, not making it better to do this or that, the front brake. And um, so I I don't remember when it was, a handful of weeks before the first round, I tried it. And it was like freaking butter. (laughs) It was, was, yeah, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I couldn't believe it. Like, it was like, you never really felt anything. Like, you would touch it, and it was like a sponge, but the brake was there. Huh. Like it was like the weirdest, yeah. It was freaking awesome. I don't know what he did to it, but but who would have the foresight to go look? I can go faster if you give me a squishy front brake. Like that's crazy yeah. thinking to me. Like it, it was, it wasn't the harsh pull in. Like it was a real soft butter. Just but then as soon as you kind of got to where the brake would work, it was like dink. Like yeah. there it is. So Tortelli and, is the most finely tuned, in tune with his motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, what about that? What well, about the other way? 
Like a guy that just didn't um, give a shit. Just don't care, run it, raggedy. Or he care, but he's like, ah, it works for me. Yeah. Let me see. <clears throat> I mean, that's one of the beauty, um, beauty things of motocross is that your yeah. effort and intensity can sometimes hide some of these ragtag setups yeah. early on. Well, I know, yeah. I know one guy that, that it wasn't that he didn't care about setups. He, he actually really cared a lot about setups. He would actually do some of his stuff on his own was Brock Sellers, but he would ride the most ridiculous setup during the week when we would moto. I mean, if his bike, cause he was always on the 125 back then, if it was popping, gurgling, whatever, he would still do motos. Just keep riding. He was not missing motos. Yeah. <laughs> because back then, you know, we were all riding together. Like we would start at 10 o'clock. That's when me and Ricky were riding together a good bit. And, we started at 10 o'clock. If you didn't start at 10 o'clock, then you didn't do your motos. Yeah. And freaking, he would just. <laughs> he didn't I clean mean, the filter. I just got to go. I no. don't have time to clean this filter. I got to go. I had to. Yeah. No, he would do the bike work, but if it just didn't run right, we had a little Daytona section on my track back when they used to make like three jumps kind of uh, turning, you know, like one was high on the inside yeah. and then low yeah. on the outside, low and high. So I came up that day on Brock and I was right behind him. We would roll the first one and do the second one. Well, he rolled it and it, he cased the freaking mm. second one. I was right on him and I basically landed right on his head. Just plow into him. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. And I jumped off just because, just so I wouldn't have my body weight and the motorcycle on top of him. And it just deflected right off his head and went off, and we were both fine. Jumped right up and took off. That's incredible. <laughs> I thought you were yep. going to say you caused an injury. Well, I was, I, and I thought you were going to no. say you got upset with him. Hey, man, your bike setup, your lack of caring about your bike setup, about got me killed. Yeah, today. almost made me die. Right? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. change well, the plug no, in that bitch so I don't hit you anymore. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it wasn't really the lack of caring. He really did care, but he just he was like us. It was like I'm not missing the day. Yeah. You know, and that's the way we always looked at it. I'm not missing a day of moto, and I don't care what it does. That's pretty wild. But that one about got both of us. <laughs> <laughs> wild. Yeah. Yep, yep. There was, uh, so, when that Honda frame came out, the public perception was behind, and it looked all cool, and it was it was like, oh, man, you know, that how awesome is that? But it was the opposite for you guys. Did you ever... Uh, get to ride the pre-production one or the test no. test the one that because every i've heard over the years that the one and it may have been uh it may have been that they that corporate got involved and said hey man this material has a tendency to break or crack so we're gonna beef it up and that's why when you received your bikes they were so stiff was, was that kind of the the complaint when you got that that new honda frame um, I don't know. I'm trying to. Well, know. yeah. Well, no, like what I was told when I went there was Jeremy did a lot of the testing with it and that it was a lot better than the steel frame, but it was still stiff, but it was a lot better, but it was, it was rideable. Hmm. But when they went into production and they got the mass, you know, frames everything came over 
it wasn't nothing like what he tested. Like it was way stiffer, way more rigid. And at that time it was just too late, hmm. you know? Yeah. That's your bike. Jeremy, I hope you can yeah, find a way obviously, to cope. Yeah. And then obviously Jeremy didn't race it. He left, he went and created, yeah. you know, or did that Suzuki thing. Yeah. Wow. And, and then Lammy rode it for that year I think because it was 97 yeah and then i came in 98 yeah and maybe by you know 99 the the bugs were worked out and you had it performing pretty well well 98 it was the same bike 97 98 and 99 Mm -hmm. and then 2000 is when it was different and that version was a lot better yeah a lot better hey are you glad that uh hudson said hey man i guess it was hudson i'll just bass fish this year like they, you know, you were on a road and now you're not yeah. on the road. Are you happy for that? Um, at first I was kind of torn because, um, only really because of my competitive side, like, cause he went through all that he went through to get ready to make it to Loretta's. And then two weeks before Loretta's he fell and separated his shoulder. But then he's like, I still want to go. I want to go. I want to go. And then he went and just really just kind of rode around and got like 35th. So I wanted to go back and see the best version of him yeah. go back. But yeah, no, that right after that, right at around, I think Thanksgiving, we had decided to leave MTF because it just, the day-to-day basis, I, I just don't think it's really what the kids need at that point. Plus, I mean, we they would work with him all day, and then I'd go out there and work with him in the afternoon. So it was just yeah. kind of a beat down all day. And uh, just because I wanted him to be doing things differently than yeah. what they were having him do, you know. And um, so he was he was just kind of wanted to be a normal kid. He didn't really want to be there all day long every day. Yeah. He wanted That'd to do things hard. differently. Yeah. So – Yes and no. At first, it was like I, I just kind of wanted him to be able to redeem himself, to not maybe years down the road be like, I wish I would have went back and at least tried to get a top 20 or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he wasn't in the car, just not what he wanted. So it definitely wasn't what I wanted. It, that never was the thing for me. Right. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a quick little, okay, we're going to bass fish, but. <laughs> It's what he wants to do. Yeah. So that's what we got to do for him, right? Whatever they are happy doing. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, shoot, I think we've covered a good bit of ground with you. Um, So is he he a senior in high school this year? Junior. Oh, wow. He's a junior, but he's actually high schooled. Like, he hasn't been back since the whole COVID thing happened the first time. He's got virtual classes. Well, he kind of does – this little Christian thing, um, online. And, uh, cause when we were down there, we actually did a little school thing through NTF that they had. Okay. And, um, and then now we kind of went on and done our own little program that he's got. He'll probably finish early. Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, he, he works a little bit with our buddy, you know, old Brian Stokes over there. Yeah. Triumph. And he works with him a good bit. Putting together those new PDI. bikes. He's got a yeah. yeah just well, put, not no, dirt bikes. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. Like, oh yeah, my son, he's been building these bikes for weeks. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, he's, he's, well, seen, he's yeah. seen them all. 
Well, you know what? Old Sean Dukes bought his old uh, CRF 110, and uh, he's like, yeah, I just got me a a Tiger 900, and I'm like, yeah, Hudson put it together for you. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> he did. He had no clue. Like, yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did everything but the electronics side. Brian updated all the electronics on it, but he did everything else. <laughs> that is cool. Man. Dude, speaking of uh, of uh, Sean Dukes, I was at Calhoun. We talked about this. We had Damon Bradshaw on not long ago, and because Damon and Sean oh, okay. were somewhat rivals. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that – that night at Calhoun, whenever you popped in and Sean led for like half the race and I was up in the tower and you came up and you go, dude, why'd you pull over? Like I, Sean had led for a while. And then I think he goes, I ain't got it. You take it. I, I cannot run this pace. But it was like Dukes was, was legit. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was. And it, you know, it just, it kind of stinks like back then. It, I just don't feel like it was just so hard back then for people locally to make it at the pro level. Like, cause the motorcycles are so much different, you know, it, it stinks that somebody like him didn't have more of an opportunity, you know, because back then racing just a stock version of a bike and then a factory bike, like it was just a huge difference. Now I feel like you have a little bit more of a, of a chance to kind of, you know, have a professional career. We were at least line up and at least try to get score some national points, you know? Yeah. We were just talking about that, about the, just the sheer number of opportunities now that are available mm-hmm. you know, versus when you were turning pro, like a, yeah. I mean, what, like 12 guys, 18 guys, maybe yeah. were racing pro for a factory team. Then after you got beta, you have, uh, gas, gas, Husqvarna, KTM, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha. I mean, there's a crap ton of rides available comparatively speaking. <laughs> Well, that and, and the bikes are just so much better now, you know, I mean, they're just so much, all of them are just so much better and they're, it doesn't take a whole lot to get them, you know, yeah, race red. Right. Yeah. Especially yeah. at 450. Yep. I, yeah. It's funny you yeah, said that sure. because I was, I, I always remember I had a buddy one time and I don't know what year this was, but we were at Tunnel Hill and you were there on Suzuki's and, uh, <laughs> it was my buddy's. First time he'd ever been to a race, or first time he ever like his first race, and we were down like in the below the parking lot where everybody would kind of go and bust off a couple of starts, you know. Yeah. And he had an RM125, and you were on an RM125, and you like pulled up next to him and like took off doing a start. And my buddy looked at me, and goes, "His bike didn't sound like mine." <laughs> <laughs> no, it turns out. <laughs> like, no, there's yeah. a there's a little difference between his bike Back and your then, bike. There, there really was a big difference, right? Yeah, there there probably was. I don't know that if it was like '91 when I first started riding for them, then it, it was pretty stock. But this was yeah, probably '93, maybe '92, '93. Yeah, like yeah, it wasn't stock those years then. Did you have to run that crazy yeah. seat cover? Did Did you have that Suzuki, the one that splatter paint splatter one? one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those probably '91 for sure. Yeah. Tech- Technocell or something. Yeah, like that. maybe it's Technocell. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those were the good old days. Those bikes. <laughs> there, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it, all of it, really. It was, it was the little Kawasaki little stint there probably was the least fun of my whole career, but yeah. all the others were. That's awesome. Were really fun. 
Yeah. Like, one last question before we let you go. We we ask you, mm -hmm. you're the only guy that I think went on all four brands. Can you think of anybody else that did that? I'm trying to go back in my memory. Um, Because Ricky didn't do all of them. Let's James see. Never. Yeah, Ricky never did Yamaha. James never did Honda. Wyndham didn't uh -huh. do Kawasaki. No. Except for his amateur Except stuff. Except for amateur, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Nothing's popping to mind on that, man. Somebody's on the Somebody go listen to screaming at the idiot in the it's car. This guy. God, you're just <laughs> right. Yeah, somebody somewhere. Um, yeah, I don't. In in my era, like nothing. Hmm. Mm -mm. I'm gonna have to do some research. I don't. I think you might be. Because I remember on the broadcast, they literally just said to, when I was watching it, this little thing about you. And he now becomes the first rider to win on all four brands. And it was all yeah. that man about to lose his mind. Okay. But that was 98 hmm. or so. So it'd be post, post Ezra. Yeah. 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 No, we don't know. Yeah. We'll do some research. Who do you call for our motocross yeah. donations team? They still haven't is announced it. Is it out yet? I don't think it's been no. announced. Who, who is even up for grabs? Because I, I know Justin Cooper can't. No, RJ is saying he'll still go on a 450 RJ Hampshire. And mm. then um, Deegan turned down the 250 spot. He did? Yeah. Why? I mean, that, I don't know. He said he doesn't want to go. He said it's been a long year. That's the yeah. <laughs> That's what the press – I mean, it's – And I don't know if Chase transitioning from teams. Honda to KTM. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, we need to get Mike Pelletier on and ask him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard. It's hard coming off of a. The bikes will have one, two, and three on them, <laughs> you know, and we're not able yeah. to send Chase. So, or well, I don't. Doesn't seem like we are. Well, for the ones that are switching brands, I mean that most likely is not going to happen until October. Mm -hmm. When is the donations? October eighth. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be enough time. Mm -mm. Yeah, so. Chase probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's going to not be a good one then. Um, <laughs> right. That's how yeah. it feels, for sure. Yeah. It's just, you know, I don't know. The whole super motocross thing, I think, really kind of threw a kink in it for everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's great for maybe the top 10 to 20 guys to make some extra money. Um. But I don't know. It just seems like it's making it a long season Dragging for those guys. That season on, yeah. Right. Well, because they're going to go from really no break to maybe a week or two break, mm. and then jump right back into freaking heavy loads of training end of October. Yeah. You know. Hard. Which is when they normally do, you know, the heavy loads to get their bodies to adapt to another, um, another level of fitness. So they're just going to go right back into it. Mm. Really none if they go do the donations. So Deegan turned it down, huh? That's, that's sad. That's what the, yeah, there's been some statements. If that's made. the case. Yeah. yeah. If that's the, um, yeah. Well, I, you mean, you got Levi. You know, I don't know what, well, is Levi leaving Yamaha? He's going to Kawasaki, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yep, that's right. Yeah. Might have to call Kevin Wyndham again. <laughs> we're we're yep. going to have to. Yeah. He's yeah, tell him not to go Puerto back Rico. to Puerto Rico. Yeah, go to U.S. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Team one, mm -hmm. one, two, and three, dog. 
All right, Jeez. we're gonna we're gonna let you wrap it up, man. Thanks for uh, hopping on with us. No and, worries. And we enjoy your no insight. No worries, fellas. Anytime. Yep. Yeah, we're yep, sitting yep. in your driveway, by the way. If you you know, we're only a couple miles away. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to have dinner. Or something. <laughs> yeah. We've we've been we've been looking in your windows through this whole interview. It's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. House is lovely. We don't I'll creep go, you out or I, nothing. I go by there almost almost every day. That's kind of my route. I might leave somewhere else and go some other way, but I come home right by that. That's right by you. You're going to come by one day. Yep. We're all going to be sitting out there and Woo! cheer for you. <laughs> Give me awful. something to drink. We'll get the pit board. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have, have a drink board. and a yeah. pit board. Yep. We're going to just yeah, have some, normally, some tour de France style. Yeah. Like Kevin will be dressed up like a devil chasing you. <laughs> yeah, because at that point from your house, from there to here, I'm normally, it's about 10 to 12 minutes. So I'm ready for something. You're I need some it. sugar or yeah, something. You need something. Yeah. We'll give you a Coca-Cola. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks again for hopping well, on. Fellas, no worries. Y'all have a good day. You too now. See, See you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. See you. There it is. I like how smart he is, man. He knows he about the bike. It's funny. You can just feel that he's frustrated with Chase washing the front. And you know Chase is frustrated with washing yeah. the front. So it's like, you know, he said, I, I didn't want to overstep my bounds. I'm thinking... It was I mean, smart the, the way he broke that down to layman's, like for, for sure. an idiot to say, you know, he's that good. Mm-hmm. He just got a little sit-up issue. You know, that's insane. For that, sure, that 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 might have been not what's a, holding him back from well because blocking just the perfect season. Just watching it, that you think he oh he had a mental lapse. He's like you know okay, he had, for the first time you think that in Supercross and yeah. it started happening again. But the second again. time, third time, fourth time. It's, I'd love to have him on. We'll have to track him down. Just and he might tell you the same thing. No, I did try that. So, okay, you know, yeah, we don't that know. would be cool. I'd love to know, or Lars, yeah, yeah, or whoever. Yeah. It'd be, be cool. Interesting to hear that. Yeah, you we know. might have to get him on. Yeah, yeah. I, I always get off the phone and want to ask them oh. about their motocross donations. I don't remember Ezra in the motocross donations ever. I don't remember. How it. is that possible? Well, he might have ridden it. Did he? Do we think he definitely didn't? If anybody would know, you would. I don't remember him ever being on it. You're my authority on the donations. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. You, you You're know. even wearing the shirt. I know. I am wearing a motocross donation shirt. But, yeah, I just always – it's just a, it's an interesting race. It's an iconic race. I always want to know their thoughts on it, but I, I didn't ask Yeah, them. the old school guard, they, they revered that race, and it yeah. kind of got away from like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't care. It's and probably I, this season extension is Well, really but no, it's away. even like in the last 10 years, it's kind of just gone away. Hard to get and a team together kind right. of thing. It well, shocks me that you, what you said about Deegan not – I mean, I don't want to piss anybody off, but, but – That's know, been a statement. He was, he was so – it would have been, been an awesome first American. It would have been, yeah. It would have got a lot of eyes on this sport yeah. for he him was to the, go. The only American to win this year, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody. So did. Cooper didn't win a one. I don't. I don't know. Maybe a moto or something, but moto, but not an overall, right? And I like that's surprising that's pretty because incredible, right? him. If he were to go to donations, it would get a lot of eyes on the donations that have never been there. You're exactly right. You know what I mean? Like Kids that got a following. Sure. That would have been big for the sport. Yeah. yeah well, no doubt. Maybe he'll change his mind. He'll come at some point if he doesn't this year. I know I, Star Racing is a big like supporter of it, so mm-hmm. it, it must have been – that must be the deal. Like, and to each his own. He's young. We've got years to I can't remember ever a team announcement. I mean, you have this to late. have your team announced within 30 days. There, That's the cutoff. And They even said it on a broadcast. Ricky coming. said it. He's like – 
let's hold off on this team. Let's let this thing develop a little more and well, see what Anderson looks like and see if some other guys racing themselves back into shape. I think that when, like, at mid-Ohio, when we showed up on those XRs. That was a great opportunity. It, it, well, it just threw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. See, uh, uh, that's what it is. They're trying to debate whether or not they It's hard yeah. to – we derailed Who would the be one United and two? States you are, effort. You going to let John have one? John has one. Uh, I'll let what, him no take way. one. Oh, we're not – we don't have Kyle. Well, we have there. Kyle. Kyle, yeah. But we, can Kyle be on the team? <laughs> can Kyle come out and play the donations? That is what the layup was on the bikes. The single zero was for the fastest rider. That's, That's Kyle. Right. Yeah. The double zero. I gave it to me. I went ahead and You're went that with guy. me. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I made Nicholas triple here. Zero. The triple Nothing, zero. No disrespect. I'm slow as dead. You're the three fastest guys in America on XR250s. And you yeah. know, your front end never washed. No, I never dipped Not it one, one time. time. No, mm. uh-uh. So think never. about that. My, maybe there is a setup that we could maybe we relay back translate to Honda. via your 86 XR250. Do you XR2. have the schematics on that XR250 <laughs> still? Does anyone have the microfish? You know, the problem I think they you're have. You're calling over it, to the it, warehouse. You're hitting the... You're like... Can you guys bring me the microfish for the 86 XR250 chassis? We got to get it out of storage. <laughs> My take on it is for bike setup would be what probably this is what's happening with Chase versus what happened with me not ever dipping my front end. Is ever. that he has way too much adjustment, too much adjustment. Don't yeah, take had, the adjustment out of it. If he had less options, you're saying, like yeah. an XR250. Like the, my XR has no, just, it has a spring. And, and some that's your adjustment. Maybe some oil, too. Yeah, it's oil, your weight is the adjustment. So, you want to lose some weight? Make, you if handle. you get skinnier, it'll handle better. That'll, Clearly, <laughs> well, my front end tracked and, and followed the ruts a little better the moto that I had the tools and the shaving kit. Yep. Because it, of the preload yeah, on the rear end. Yeah, it, 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 it adjusted my See, side. See, and that's something we bit. could mention maybe. Put, put a, a shaving tool kit on the back, on the of, back of that. Yeah. Like yours. Like a tool <laughs> what kit. type of razor are you carrying during the motos, Chase? Yeah. That's a heavy one? Because Nick, he's like, yeah. he knows what's. After he's shave. felt a difference between rimming. I shaved twice during the hair scrambles. Yeah, but the Dude, if we had footage of you coming through and stopping and then getting a little. It'd be brush. funny if there was a hidden camera in the woods of him doing, and it. he stopped and just touched up, lathered the up, yeah, yeah, like your whole thing. I mean, I'm talking, about, you know, the old school wood handle with the yeah, brushes, and brush. you, <laughs> the wood handle, <laughs> and you put the lathered that just up. Just wouldn't be right to have some modern handle you material. Modern plastic. They didn't have plastic no, back but, in '86. No, no, that plastic didn't <laughs> exist. Oh. The whole bike's plastic. <laughs> <laughs> the fenders are definitely yeah, some other steel. space age material. They're like the pyramids. We don't know where they came from. It just happened, dude. We don't know how they got there. It's incredible. Yeah. So. All right. right. Well, John, you got somewhere to go to, man. You got a kid's birthday party. You got all kind of stuff. Yeah, man. My son's turning 20. Anybody with a screaming little kid in the back seat, you got 48 more seconds and it's over with because they grow fast. So. It's over. He is 20 years old and then I'm going to leave in the morning and go to Denver, Colorado. Put a thousand miles on a dual sport bike, and then road. Nick's going to your house to order a bunch of stuff for his uh for his. Yeah, I dropped my two fifty at your house. Oh man, I do need <laughs> a bike my way to here. get ready. Do you need it by tomorrow? Yeah, can I, I, can get, I get it? Yeah. Do you buy? Can you wait till in the can morning? You wait till in the morning to pick it up. I'll have it done. I do have the tank. I, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, there are so many motorcycles in my garage. It's incredible, man. I've never and now I ended up with this Goldwing. And then what the hell are you doing with the Goldwing? The, the guy was moving, and he goes, "You want this? Can you help me move this Goldwing?" And I said, "Sure." So I go over there to move it, get it strapped down in the trailer. I turn around, he's holding the title, and he goes, "It's yours." And I'm like, "I don't want this. I don't. <laughs> there's no way to look cool on a Goldwing." This can mean you go on. Some a ride neighbor and, took like, a picture. I rode it. You know, I try to ride it some just to keep it goes, running. 
And they you tried to do it without getting your picture taken and somebody to the neighbor took a picture and sent it to me. And I'm just like, there is no, do you think we could way. all three ride it? Like I it, guarantee you, we could it all three be on it at the same time. 30 pounds. We could <laughs> all ride it. We could ride it to let's, the next no, let's race. Ride it to, it's got lazy, a trailer hitch too. We let's could, go to lazy river on it. We could pull the bikes on a three rail. <laughs> if we pull the XRs on a three rail behind and then us three up on the gold wing, yep. just think about the money we would save. Full on, ge- hey, geared up everything. Because you're always in that diesel, just eating fuel. I mean, this Goldwing. You think that Goldwing will pull three of us and three motorcycles in a trailer? It's got I a bet Honda it would. Civic motor in it. I bet it would. And it only weighs 830 pounds. Only okay. 830. So, the torque. Know. Yeah, it's just incredible. It's Cadillac. I got an Eagles cassette stuck in the in Hell, the cassette yes, deck, do. and so you have to listen to the Eagles. And when it cranks, it's just like take it easy. That's what I was about to it's say. Just immediately that's, take it easy. That's awesome. And I think that's like a reminder from Honda. Hey man, take this is a Goldwing. You need to take it easy. This is like, baby. This thing, you'll be going down the road. I mean, you can hear people talking in their yards. The thing is silent. <laughs> it has no noise. Somebody it just this week told me about a guy that had a Goldwing and had put like two hundred fifty thousand miles on it. And then so traded I have it. heard that before. A guy rode one. He said, "Man, my only vehicle I've ever went to work in was a Goldwing, and it was near three hundred thousand. On one, and he crashed it the next day. After I, is that, hey, it's that one more time. Yeah, that you that should last, never say one more time. <laughs> last, it's that last lap, one more time. That's it. That's you right there, dog. Yep. I've stood on this Him? corner. That's all three of us. The corner right. in Winslow, Arizona. That's right. You've been there. That's yeah, it plays this song twenty four right. seven. I want to. I'm going to be in the middle if we all three ride. <laughs> He's asking for. Of course you are. He <laughs> he wants to be naked in the middle. <laughs> I think it's mandatory on gold wings. Just. Naked. Cowboy boots, naked. Naked. Going down to Pensacola during Gay Pride Week or something. <laughs> Pensacola. Nick would know. He knows all about Florida, man. I do. Be like, man, you know, it ain't Pensacola, you idiots. It's whatever. It's Flobama. Oh, how big would Florabama? It, yeah, how big would a Gay Pride go over at Florabama? I don't Not know if it would. Good. I think no. we'd have to exit pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. Why do we have to be the Gay Pride like representatives? Why can't we just ride a Goldwing and be, be normal? Awesome. People three be like, hey, man, just because there's three dudes. <laughs> yeah. Just because there's three guys and the middle one's naked. What's wrong with that? Doesn't mean. Wing. And he's sitting in reverse cowgirl. Yeah. So he's facing me. <laughs> he's facing backwards. <laughs> I get so tired of people assuming that we're gay uh, just because I'm right in reverse cowgirl, cowgirl naked, naked yeah. on a gold naked. wing with two of my Could buddies. you imagine Nick's hair? It would all be like blown Blowing forward. in my face. <laughs> yeah, you oh. wouldn't be able to tell where you ended and, and Nick started. <laughs> Jacked up, dog. I knew this gold wing would do that to Dang me. Dang it. The seats are hot on my butt. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you'd wear pants, Nick. <laughs> if you put some chaps on, player, it wouldn't yeah. be nearly as miserable. And all he has is assless chaps. So Dang. what's the difference, you know? Where's your, like, how do you have your foot pegs set up? Like, way up and by my out. ears? <laughs> like, no, that like would not stirrups be. like you're a gynecologist. Could you imagine him on there backwards with some stirrups hanging out and, and you're just sitting there talking? Listening and to you're this. driving us, and we're just having a great yeah, I'm time. Ba- y'all are in just like talking. another time we're zone. A great yeah, time. The funny thing is that I'm the one that has to wear the costume, so y'all are gonna get off, and you're gonna be able to go somewhere else. Yeah, me and Kevin just be like, "Hey, man, you want you hungry? We're yeah, going, we're going to Whataburger. You need anything? Yeah. And I get off. I gotta fix my hair. It's I get off up. with chaps and He's a set of spurs the on. Vaseline. The weirdest sunburn ever. A yeah. gold wing sunburn is weird, dude. Especially when your heels are up near your ears. <laughs> We'll get a uh, all right, I think that's a good point to shut this dumb nonsense down. Talking about naked gold wing sunburns. Yeah. I think. 
<laughs> we need that on a shirt. Ride that bitch next time. I want you to ride I've it here. I started to ride it here Do a million it. times. How have you not done it's it? It's so uncool. Who I'm scared cares? y'all will laugh me out. I will, obviously. I don't think you could turn it around in this driveway. Hell. It has reverse. You hit reverse and back the thing up, man. It's incredible. Unbelievable. All right, I'll ride it next, next time. time. All right, so John won't be here for a minute. Uh, we're going to take probably till you come back 10 days off and see you guys soon. Suck it. Winners take y'all. Nick, say something. Love you. Bye. Yeah, he does love you. He I does. love you. I love everybody like, out there. Like a guy gold that would wing, love gold wing. Gold wing. Gold wing love, love strong, man. Strong. Love.